You're in the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. So on this week's episode of the Paracast with Gene and Chris, we honor the passing of a major figure in UFO research by the name of Bud Hopkins. Bud Hopkins was someone who had spent many years gaining fame, fortune, I don't know, as an abstract artist. His passing as a result of liver cancer and other problems was noted by a large bio and obituary in the New York Times. And you think, someone who is considered prominent in UFO research meriting that, it was a pretty fair article, as a matter of fact. They mentioned his artistic background, how he got involved in UFO abduction research, and some of the conclusions he'd reached. Now, I have to tell you, I didn't know Bud Hopkins all that well. He's been on the Paracast, I guess, three or four times. I do know that he was ill the last couple of times he was on the show, I did, as a courtesy, excise all the coughing he did when he was talking. He would frequently break into bouts of coughing. I didn't want to do that to him, you know. Right. So I cleaned up the recording. And just out of respect, whether you agree with him or not, I never met him. I talked to him on the phone once or twice, exchanged some correspondence. That was about it. Didn't have a chance to meet him in person. And, you know, when the Intruders Foundation became active in New York City, I was already living and other part of the world didn't have an opportunity. But Chris, you had met Bud Hopkins from time to time. You know, over the years, uh, you know, at uh, various conferences, uh, I would, you know, uh, <laughs> sit down and uh, speak with him. Usually, you know, with other groups of people, I never had any one-on-one time with him. But one thing that I always noticed that he was just such a a graceful guy and just just a real gentleman. He he just had an aura of. Of just being a nice guy, and it's it's real difficult to disagree with someone in terms of the whole abduction phenomenon. Of course, I have major reservations about uh, you know the whole subject, and and of course the the often mentioned uh, hypnotic regression scenario. But one thing that I, I must say is Bud was just very just an easygoing guy, um, very sweet, very funny. Uh, had a twinkle in his eye, and, and just he—I could see why so many people who he helped over the years, hundreds and hundreds of people, really fell in love with the guy just because he was—he was just such a a calming presence, I think, in their lives, and and just was able to really help people. And the one thing that you cannot take away—I don't care what you think about the abduction phenomenon—you cannot take away the fact that Bud Hopkins helped hundreds of people. Go through, you know, regardless of what you think they went through. Um, I think these people did experience legitimate trauma in their lives, and uh, Bud was there for it. And he's he's going to be very missed in in the field. And and uh, I must say, I was I was very impressed with Leslie Kane's uh, ability to kind of soldier on uh, a couple of shows back, and and you know, she was able to get through. Uh, this latest round of interviews, you know, being very, very close to Bud, of course, uh, as many of our listeners know, you know, he was going into hospice right about the time that we we were talking with her. And, um, you know, again, I I can't wait to uh, do a roundtable and and bring some of his closest friends uh, on the show and and learn more about this uh, this giant in the field, really. And uh, another sad note that I was informed of this week was the the impending hospice care of Lucius Farish. Lucius Farish? 
Yeah, yeah. Well, I knew Lucius years and years ago. Such yeah. a nice well, guy. He's he's also uh, he's not really doing well. Of course, um, Lou was the originator of the <laughs> infamous Eureka Springs conference every every April. Um, my favorite conferences out of all that I've attended uh, over the years, I went I think four or five years in a row. You know, he, of course, he had the UFO news clipping service for many years, which uh, was an invaluable aid to researchers and investigators such as myself uh, prior to the Internet. But um, it, it's just really sad. We're seeing, you know, a lot of the old guard is are starting to check out. And, and we need to uh, we need to acknowledge the, the incredible amount of work and presence that many of these individuals brought to the field. It's unfortunate, I think, that. Bud Hopkins in his final months on this planet came under criticism from an ex-spouse. And we understand that anytime you get involved with marriages and divorces, things get emotional. But I also understand that nobody is free of legitimate criticism. You know, the methodology of investigating abductions is controversial. Some people do not believe in hypnotic regression. I know they also, some of these abduction researchers, they do some of their sessions by telephone. And I have concerns about that personally, that how could you possibly examine someone's reactions if you hypnotize them by telephone? The problem is that people like a Bud Hopkins or a Dr. David Jacobs, they get involved because professional mental health therapists are only available in a limited capacity. So they're trying to fill the gaps. Laymen trying to fill the gaps because professionals will never go in that direction. Some do. Some advise these people. I think the only way to really judge the worth of what these people are doing and have done is to actually look at the research, look at the methodology. Let's discuss the methods. Let's find better methods. If people are being impacted negatively as a part of these examinations for possible abductions, okay, we've got to stop that. We've got to fix it. But we can't fix the problems by screaming at each other, by writing hate material, by expressing hate, lurid rumors, that kind of thing. That doesn't help us get to the bottom of UFO abductions. I mean, just as an example, Chris and I made a couple of cracks about someone involved in one of the abduction controversies, maybe like two remarks. There have been thousands and thousands of words written about those two remarks, criticizing, demonizing myself and Chris because of an offhanded comment. They <laughs> thought it was you. It was actually me. That's right. You know, they're not going to apologize for this. But how can you solve the problem if all you do is scream and yell at people? No. And I'm not going to answer them. I've answered them a little bit with a little bit of what I hope is logic and reason, agree or disagree. But... If they can't just sit back, take a deep breath, and look over the situation and realize there are lots of people around the world who have been profoundly hurt, profoundly damaged by having an abduction-related experience, we've got to find out why. We are not going to find out why if all we see is screaming and yelling and charges and countercharges. And this doesn't mean I support anybody's methods. I think I've said on the show and in the forums that I don't necessarily buy some of the methods that are used, but they're trying. Let's find the best way to figure out why people claim they're abducted. If it is ET, is it out of our control? 
We're going to explore this question on future episodes of the PowerCast. We're even planning an abduction roundtable to completely discuss the issue. Today, however, we segue. We segue to a UFO Fortean researcher named of Andrew Colvin. He's the author of a book called Mothman Speaks. Tell us more. Well, Andy, uh, I I don't I haven't met Andy. I'm looking forward to this uh, this show because um, I I wanted to to meet and talk with him for some time since hearing him on Greg Bishop's show, and he grew up in the Port, uh, Point Pleasant uh, region there um, of the Ohio River Valley and has for many years been fascinated with the whole Mothman scenario, and he's uncovered some very interesting information relating to high-tech industry in the area, and, and he's really done quite a bit of deep research into this whole scenario, and I think our listeners are going to learn a lot today. We were just alerted to the fact that Andrew has a brand-new UFO sighting to report, up-to-the-minute information, believe it With or not. With photographs. <laughs> yeah. I'm waiting for this. This happened this past weekend, so as far as we know, nobody else knows about this case you're going to hear it first. So the guest is Andrew Colvin. The book is The Mothman Speaks. I'm Gene Steinberg. The co-host is Chris O'Brien. You're in the Paracast. I've got to tell you about this. Go to meeting by Citrix. The way I meet online with my colleagues has just added high definition group video conferencing. It's called Go to Meeting with HD Faces. Now you can collaborate with anyone around the world face to face. And I've used Go to Meeting HD Faces because it's awesome. You see the facial expressions, and that can express so much more than words. And of course, the video quality is so clear and natural, it's got the highest resolution in the industry. Nothing compares. Go to meeting with HD Faces will make your online meetings even more personal, engaging, and effective. Plus, it's so easy to use. All you need is an internet connection and a webcam. I want you to try GoToMeeting with HD Faces. My listeners can try it free for 30 days. Visit GoToMeeting.com. Click the Try It Free button. Use the promo code PODCAST. The promo code is PODCAST at GoToMeeting.com. On the average, Americans work between 45 to 50 years, hoping to build up enough wealth to retire and live out their golden years. Unfortunately, with taxation, the rising cost of food, energy, housing, and medical, many retirees are forced to live below the poverty line. Is this a flaw free enterprise, or is our monetary unit we call the Federal Reserve Note forcing us into perpetual debt, ensuring inflation and higher taxes? These questions and more can be answered by reading G. Edward Griffin's book, The Creature from Jekyll Island. Congressman Ron Paul states it's what every American needs to know about central bank power. A gripping adventure into the secret world of international banking cartel. Hi, this is Ted Anderson. I will give a silver dollar from the early 1900s to anyone who purchases this book. Call 1-800-686-2237 and order a copy today. It's critical that the public be made aware of the system. Call and order your copy today at 1-800-686-2237. That's 1-800-686-2237. Are you tired of spending money for metal canning lids year after year? Then stop! 
Stop buying metal lids and get Tatler reusable canning lids. Made of USDA and FDA-approved food-grade plastic, Tatler canning lids let you safely store emergency preparedness foods for years. Traditional metal lids are single-use throwaways that contain BPA, but Tatler canning lids are indefinitely reusable and guaranteed to last a lifetime when used as designed for home canning and contain no BPA. Tatler lids are dishwasher safe, perfect for standard pressure or water bath canning, eliminate food spoilage from acid corrosion, fit standard mason jars, and are proudly made in the USA. Place orders by phone at 877-747-2793 or go to reusablecanninglids.com. That's 1-877-747-2793 or go to reusablecanninglids.com. That's reusablecanninglids.com. Tatler Reusable Canning Lids, the original since 1976. Did you know nuclear radiation is still spewing out of the melted-down reactors in Fukushima, Japan, and making its way across the entire U.S. continent, contaminating the air, water, and food? Dangerously high levels of radiation are a reality here. As a result, radiation poisoning is a distinct possibility for anyone living in the U.S., unless you do something to protect yourself. How? With Liquid Zeolite from RestoreYourHealthNow.com. Without a doubt, Liquid Zeolite is by far the best product to remove radiation from your body. It safely removes toxins. Toxins and heavy metals, boosts energy levels, and promotes a strong immune system. Liquid Zeolite is so powerful it was used to clean up contamination in Chernobyl, yet so gentle you won't even know you're taking it. Liquid Zeolite comes with a money-back guarantee, but is only available at RestoreYourHealthNow.com. Learn how to get free bottles of Liquid Zeolite by calling 800-880-9976. That's 800-880-9976. Or go to RestoreYourHealthNow.com. That's RestoreYourHealthNow.com. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And if you'd like to catch up on past episodes, we have hundreds of shows for you to download direct from theparacast.com. That's theparacast.com. Or check us out at iTunes. We have Andrew Colvin making his first appearance on the Paracast. He has a book out called The Mothman Speaks. And we'll talk about that and about what we know and don't know about the Mothman case, about those other famous books out there, Mothman Prophecies, of course, and The Silver Bridge. But right now, you just told us, a short time before we began to do this segment of the Paracast, Andrew, that you had a UFO sighting this past weekend. What can you tell us about it? Well, it was stunning. Uh, uh, the only thing I've ever seen before was an orb. Uh, I guess it was a um, surveillance drone or something flying out of Burbank, which I've blogged about. I, I believe it's on there, which was just a white object in the daytime. looked like those things that I've heard that police, they use for surveillance and things but this was completely different and it really fits the uh some of this of the descriptions we've heard in the past going back to the the keel days where you have a, a ufo that's changing shape uh colors uh if per, we first saw it it was uh, just after dusk we were camping up the top of stevens pass at the grace lakes and i noticed a satellite going over but it started zigzagging was with two other guys. My son was asleep in the tent, and they looked at it, and they're like, wow, you're right. They both work at Boeing, so they know aircraft. They're like, that can't be a normal satellite. 
and it passed all the way across the sky, went out north over the North Cascades. I was thinking, I started thinking about the Naval uh, Station because that was where I'd wanted to go to camp, but they wanted to go there, this other place, because there was fish. So it kind of disappeared over there, and then we talked about it for a while, and then they started getting ready to go to bed, and then bingo, I looked over there, and it was back again. looked like it was coming back toward us, much brighter, and then it stopped. And we all watched it, got out our binoculars, I got the camera out, took a bunch of shots, and uh, when I started looking at the photos, I was just amazed because it's changing shape. Uh, it's going from one object to several. It would do a pinwheel where the, you'd have a string of lights and then they would spin. Um, and I put, I put photos up on uh, my blog at 14ns West, F-O-R-T-E-A-N-S-W-E-S-T.com. Click on Washington State. You'll see them there. And at times it looks like I really like the one toward the end that looks like an atom. It looks like all the electrons in an atom in one circular formation. Uh, we could we could tell it was changing colors and uh, moving around, but but until we looked at the photos, we couldn't really see just how you know dramatic it was. Yeah, the the fist shot looks like a string of multicolored Christmas lights. I mean, there's green, red, blue. There's everything in there. That's amazing. We should remind our listeners how they can see these pictures. So would you describe specifically how to get on your site, Andrew, so our listeners can check the updates? Yeah, it's called, uh, that site is called LOFI, uh, League of Western Fortean Intermediatists. <laughs> I guess if you put in LOFI, you would find it, but it's probably easier just to, to do Fortean's West, uh, named after Charles Fort, and that's one word, .com, and you can see all the different, when you go to the main page, you'll see all the different states in the West, and each state has a director, and I'm the director of the Washington State area. So if you click on Washington State, you can see my stuff. If you click on Northern California, you'll see uh, Adam Gerightley's. Southern California is Skyler, who uh, started the site, and then the, some others. You know, there's New Mexico, which is Leslie Gunner's territory, and I think Regan Lee has uh, Oregon. So those are all people that do uh, good posts about different paranormal things that are happening. Did that, yeah, you've did that got, help? Uh, yeah, you've got some good uh, some good investigators on there. It's a great it's a great site. Um, I don't think it's that well known yet. It's uh, not commercial. We don't have uh, ads and stuff, so it's it's good for people that just want to check stuff out without having to be deal with uh, you know ads and stuff. Cool. All right. Well, I get. Uh, I guess I have a new site to get to go diving into and checking out. I see Ken Thomas, Tim Beckley, uh, Nick's on there, Nick Redfern, and uh, Anthony Persons, Brad Steiger. Wow, there's uh, you got quite a list there. This is uh, a new resource for all our, our listeners out there. Dive in, folks, and uh, take some notes. Any other details about the sighting that we ought to know before we go on to Mothman? No, there, no, nothing strange happened. We were expecting a Bigfoot to come across, and you were saying earlier that, uh, or Gene was saying, is, uh, or am I talking to Gene? I've got, I'm getting you guys confused. Yeah, it was Chris, and it, my brother. My brother had quite a, an amazing encounter up in the same area. Okay, yeah, you were saying that uh, it's near Gold Bar, and we, you drive through there on the way to Stevens Pass. Right, just down the hill. Yep. Yeah, it's a real. Uh, it's a real 
hotbed area for Bigfoot sightings, uh, also UFO type uh, uh, reports. Some pretty interesting uh, little people type uh, sightings that have been reported in the area and strange kind of crypto animals, oversized animals. Um, of course, I grew up in the Washington State area, further south, uh, more towards Mount Rainier, but um, have spent quite a bit of time. In fact, I've hiked that entire Pacific Crest, Crest Trail uh, section between Snoqualmie and Stevens Pass. And boy, I'll tell you, that's remote area there. <laughs> Not easy. That's that's major mountain territory, and yep. you have to watch out for bears and all kinds yep. of things. In hypothermia, we got caught in a sleet storm on the top of Dutch Miller Gap. I'll never forget that. It was very, very scary. Yeah, I've been up there, and that's, that is, uh, we actually, uh, I, I was camping with some guys. We were, uh, I was with a guy who was a Buddhist monk who really believed he had grown up in, in Seattle, and he, he really believed in Bigfoot, and he kept saying we shouldn't sleep at the opening of this mine shaft. It was a horizontal mine shaft going into the mountain. Because this is <laughs> that's where Bigfoot, you know, hangs out, and I was credulous, and we're, so I went ahead and slept there, and he begrudgingly slept there because uh, it was the only flat place there was. And then in the middle of the night, we heard a ping of a rock coming down, and he goes, he just grabbed me and said, "Jump in!" And we jumped in the hole of the mine, and then a rock slide came down and would have killed us. I mean, we we literally escaped death by a couple of seconds and wow. he, he swore that it was a bigfoot that had done it um he was very spooked and we left in the morning but you know it was kind of hairy there for a while we didn't know what was going on yeah even if you've been injured that's not a part of the world that you want to be incapacitated in yeah he later uh, he later died and and a friend of mine saw his ghost in her house in Ohio, that's Harriet, uh, who figures prominently in the Mothman Speaks. She wrote a bunch of letters uh, starting about 10 years ago after 911 when I realized that there had been a prophecy of 911 that Mothman had imparted to someone and that I had been able to participate in. Well, whoa, whoa. Okay, this is the point where we should have a cliffhanger. <laughs> a perfect cliffhanger. Mothman and 911. Andrew Colvin is our guest. He's author of The Mothman Speaks. The co-host is Chris O'Brien. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in The Paracast. The GCN Radio Network, providing the world with hard-hitting talk radio. GCN. Great talk radio starts here. Neighbors, do you need to bring the final touches to your latest podcasts? Clean up the soundtrack of that holiday video. Mix together a few takes from your last jamming session. Process the audio files of the video game you're creating to sound just right. But look no further. Whatever audio-related task you're looking to perform, Amadeus Pro is the tool for you. It's the Swiss Army knife of sound editing. Go to hairersoft.com. H-A-I-R-E-R soft.com. So here's what happened. I was placing an order online. The site went down. It just stopped responding. It took hours before it returned, but I had already placed the order with another company. If your site goes down, you could lose business. And if you have a business or personal site, you'll want to know it's easy to run and it will stay online. At iWeb, your site is hosted on one of the most reliable networks in the world. Check it out. iWeb.com. That's iWeb.com. 
ready to save? Then you're ready for the Super Summer Sale at Herbal Healer Academy. Herbal Healer has been the leader in quality natural supplements for 23 years. Log on to HerbalHealer.com and take advantage of Herbal Healer Academy's incredible savings on 500 parts per million colloidal silver. The best pharmaceutical grade available at all sizes on sale. Super Male Plex with Uhimbi and Super Femplex for summer toning. Buy glucosamine chondroitin 60 cap summer sale priced at only $12. Colon and answer 250 caps summer sale priced at just $18. And if your brain's a little foggy, we have a great supplement on sale called Memory Power. Log on and hit the postcard specials link for more super summer savings at HerbalHealer.com. As always, new customers get a free catalog with first order. Herbal Healer Academy, healing the world with nature one person at a time. Before you throw away your used batteries, you need to listen to this. Now, going green can save money. Go green and save money by giving life to your used batteries by charging them with the Renaissance Charger. The Renaissance Charger uses a new revolutionary battery charging technology that effectively extends the life of new batteries and gives new life to used batteries. Invented by legendary audio genius John Bedini, this unique and patented charging system rejuvenates the electrochemical plate structure in the battery without additives, increasing capacity and maintaining cell integrity. Renaissance Charge offers a full line of products made in the USA for all types and sizes of batteries. Find out why our customers tell us the Renaissance Charger is the only battery charger they will ever use. Save your money. Save the environment. Visit us online at r-charge.com. That's r-charge.com. Or call us at 208-772-4514. That's 208-772-4514. Be a part of the revolution today. Fight back this cold and flu season with the world's best garlic extract, Ali C. Why Ali C? Because it helps your body fight viruses, bacteria, and fungi. Ali C has been scientifically proven in double-blind studies using low doses to greatly reduce the number, severity, and duration of common colds. Ali C contains 300 milligrams of stabilized allicin, the active ingredient in crushed garlic. Studies show Ali C is effective against MRSA, bacterial, fungal, and viral infections. One tablet of Ali C has the equivalent of 40 cloves of garlic. Ali C supports your body's resistance to all types of conditions and can help lower high blood pressure and high cholesterol. So boost your body's resistance to infection with nature's best garlic extract, Ali C. For more information and to order Ali C, call 877-888-7126 or go to garlichealthproducts.com. That's 1-877-888-7126 or go to garlichealthproducts.com for your Ali C today. This is Jacques Vallée, and you're listening to the podcast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. We're back with Andrew Colvin. The book is called The Mothman Speaks. Andrew, what does the Mothman say, or what did he or it say about 9-11? Well... All I can say is that I had a friend who lived in this house uh, next to Harriet, actually, and he said the Mothman had been visiting him and also aliens and flying saucer, apparently. And he said that there was we were we were all we were fascinated with outer space, and he said in in the year in 
So sometimes we would talk about, well, what do you think life's going to be like in 2001? Do you think we'll have jetpacks and that sort of thing, which I think a lot of kids back then talked about. And he goes, yeah, but there's going to be an attack in New York City that Mothman told me about. And I was just skeptical. And he said, but I can show you, you can see the vision that he showed me if you stand in this particular spot in our yard. And he took me to that spot and we stood there and we held hands. And the minute he grabbed my hand, I saw this very short vision of tall buildings exploding. Give and, us a time frame. Uh, when, when did he have this vision? How long ago? It was in 1967. I had wow. thought I had seen Mothman or something flying over our car uh, right around Christmas 1966. Uh, Mothman was, or the Birdman, as they called it, was in the newspaper. And we had heard about it, and I was fascinated with it. And then one night I got this creepy feeling that somehow Mothman was going to visit me, and I saw a dark shadow flying over our car. It was dusk, and we were going to the bowling alley, and I said something to my dad, and he mumbled, he got mad and mumbled something about the government. I think he thought I had seen a UFO and maybe he worked at Carbide. And I will often wonder if he didn't know something like they were building something there. And he thought I had maybe seen that and was upset that people were being messed with or, you know, believing in extraterrestrials or whatever. But uh, then sometime after that, Tommy started saying the Mothman was coming to visit him. And I just thought he was trying to one-up me, you know, like, since I had kind of seen something, he, I thought he was, because he was very competitive, he was very smart, he was a genius, uh, 170 on the genius scale, so that's what, one reason I didn't believe him. And then when I saw that vision, I was so frightened by it that we didn't, we sort of fell out, had a falling out, and he moved away about a year later. He started thinking he was a vampire and a warlock, and he bit somebody on the neck, which, strangely enough, I just heard a story about a guy last week who bit somebody in the neck in Texas, I believe. Yeah. Too many Is vampire this... shows. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, nowadays, yeah, you don't know. There's so much of this junk in the media that... that uh, Maybe they watch too many episodes of True Blood. <laughs> yeah. Well, back then, we didn't have any... I don't think we'd seen... Even seen Dracula, the the movie. There was probably only a, what a couple of movies back then. The, and, and yeah, but the original Dracula movie came out in 1931, based on a Broadway play. That's the classic one with Bela Lugosi that everybody, of course, is made into an icon. The iconic accent and everything, and the appearance well, of Dracula dates from there. Don't forget about Nosferatu. Sure. I think 1920-something, which is sure. the original. Well, Andy, before we get too far into the show here, um, I'd really like you to kind of give our listeners a sense of what it was like growing up uh, during the Mothman or Birdman flap. And you were right there in that region. Why don't you give us a little background on on your involvement, uh, where you lived in proximity uh, to the events that were reported, and kind of give our, our listeners a sense of being a local in a place like that. Uh, well, yeah, it was... Um it was great, actually. I mean, I, I just thought this bird man flying around was was awesome, and and I don't know. It it uh, that's the inexplicable part of this. It's like, why did I feel like I had some connection to it, or that he was coming to visit? And then why, you know? And then I have friends and Harriet too uh, 
saying that they had seen it. And you know, we have like we have like well, six people that saw Mothman in the same spot. And and I lived in Mound, uh, which is basically North Charleston, West Virginia, which Gray Barker mentions in uh, Silver Bridge. It's a short drive, I guess about 45 minutes from Point Pleasant. Uh, you have to drive. It's on the Kanawha River, which is upriver from Point Pleasant. Point Pleasant is where the Kanawha River runs into the Ohio. And Mothman was first seen on the Elk River, which runs into the Kanawha in Charleston. And he was seen in Clendenin first, which uh, is where the first Union Carbide petrochemical plant was uh, located. And I uh, think I have some pictures on my blog of, uh, of the uh, cemetery, although maybe I've just done that on Facebook. Facebook is a place where I do a lot of, you know, one-off photos and things of stuff that's happening on a daily basis. So, uh, but I do mean, I am meaning to get uh, some shots of that cemetery up on the blog. But it was a fascinating time, and my neighborhood was uh, really, I think, the second hotspot. Hot Most people are familiar with Point Pleasant, but this area that I lived in called Woodward Drive um, comes out at, it dumps out at the Kanawha River where the Blaine Island uh, is, and that was, an, I believe it was a bird effigy mound at one time, but it now has, you know, a big chemical plant built over it, and they mowed down the mounds and put up uh, chemical plants and it's a naval uh, reservation and uh, Woodward Drive so the mouth of Woodward Drive was once one of the most sacred uh, Indian mound areas and oldest uh, areas in the country that that river valley the Kanawha connects not only connects to the Elk River but it connects to the New River which is the oldest uh, valley in North America. And I think it's the only, I've heard it's only the second river other than the Nile that flows from south to north in the northern hemisphere. So it's a very old area. Uh, the Kanawha was once called the River of Death by the Indians, or there's other interpretations uh, that it's, it's uh, where you pass into the afterlife. There were uh, some Egyptian-type earthworks in Charleston as well, like big circles that would perfectly fit the Great Pyramid into them. There was one that was 666 feet around and one that was 555 feet around. There were lots of petroglyphs, uh, large skeletons found in the mounds, some like eight feet tall. Um, it's possible that these were e Egyptian-type tribes that maybe had come from, from Europe prior to the Indians. Um, that's I cover a lot of that in the Mothman Photographer 3 book which is more looking into uh, the lore of the ancient lore and sort of mystical spiritual aspects, the Thunderbird Piazza Bird uh, the Birdman um, thing is, is found all over the world in different cultures and I it was just my feeling that and the Garuda is, the, is another one. And Keel, you know, subtitled the Mothman prophecies uh, with the Garuda, you know, that it was uh, possibly the appearance of the feathery Garuda. So my, my, my feeling was if you look at, perhaps by looking at these ancient legends, we can figure out more about what Mothman was. And he does, 
you know, those prophecies do seem to to be Garuda-like in that uh, they're ways to avert tragedy, um, fight crimes of different sorts, particularly those involving children. That site where we had that 911 vision was next to where a school had burned down and killed a couple of kids. And if that was an arson situation, then it could be a, a thing where Mothman wanted to sort of reveal you know, what had happened, who had done it, perhaps. I'll tell you what, Andrew, we'll pick up on this in our next segment. Andrew Colvin is our guest on the Paracast with Gene and Chris. The book is The Mothman Speaks, but there's a subtitle that takes about three years to read. I'm going to ask him to read that subtitle next because it says a lot. You're in The Paracast. America's number one source for independent talk radio for over a decade. We are the GCN Radio Network. Ray Perkins, a reclusive veteran burned out from the Gulf War, lives tortured by relentless, perplexing nightmares. Nightmares of a horrific battle in deep space and of a mysterious woman suffering in agony for her devastated world. A woman not yet born, calling across centuries to him. Then... A coincidence leads him to his destiny, his chance to alter the universe. Attack of the Rockoids. The former fiction editor for Star Wars and Indiana Jones, Robert Simpson, writes, The soul of the novel Attack of the Rockoids lies in its heart and passion for building a convincing tale of a love that spans a galaxy. A thrilling story. Attack of the Rockoids is available now. Read a sample chapter and get a special discount off of the cover price at our website, rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S. Dot com. Attack, Attack of the Rockoids, a novel in the grand science fiction tradition. Local Army-Navy surplus stores are hard to find these days, but not military-issue supplies. They're right here online at MainMilitary.com. That's right, just like the state, M-A-I-N-E, Military.com. We have everything for true, total preparedness. MainMilitary.com is not a typical website. It has much more than your old surplus store. Quality military-issue survival gear like canteens, mess kits, utensils, gas masks, filters, and chemical suits, magnesium fire-starting tools, strike anywhere, waterproof, and storm matches, first aid kits, splints, tourniquets, parachute 550 cord, military manuals, sandbags by the bail, and a huge molly assortment of vests and pouches for every need. Call 207-989-6783, 207-989-6783, or visit MainMilitary.com. That's M-A-I-N-E, Military.com, the main name in military supply. OpticsPlanet.com is where discerning gun owners and outdoorsmen go to gear up. Optics Planet has the best selection of rifle scopes, red dots, night vision, holsters, bags, and tactical gear on the planet. With always low prices, free shipping on most orders, and expert customer service. Go to OpticsPlanet.com slash GCN to get a free gift with purchase. That's OpticsPlanet.com slash GCN. Or call 800-332-OPTICS. 
800-332-6784. Hi, this is Ted Anderson. Have you ever wondered why banks, stockbrokers, investment advisors won't talk about gold IRAs? They've been available since 1986, yet the financial industry won't recognize the value of gold for your retirement. Gold has outperformed paper investments, yet no word about IRAs. If you would like to have gold for your retirement, call 800-686-2237. Don't get left behind by rising inflation and low returns. Call 800-686-2237. Secure your future and call 1-800-686-2237. Energy, energy, and more energy. We all need it. Get the energy you need quick through the powers of wild forest extract. Wild Chagan Birch Bark are the secrets of the forest used exclusively by Russian athletes. Wild Chaga is the world's top source of superoxide dismutase, the critical enzyme that blocks the aging process. Chaga is good for your heart and even helps support healthy arteries. Wild Birch Extract is the top source of betulin, a natural sterile needed by every cell of the body. And healthy cells mean a healthy body and a more powerful you. No wonder it's known as a king of all herbs. Experience real energy and power like you've never dreamed possible. Take Chago Charge Tea with Wild Birch Bark every day and Chaga Max capsules to get the energy you need. You deserve it. Order today by calling 877-817-9829. 877-817-9829. That's 877-817-9829. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. These products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. This is Kurt Seven, the author of UFO Mysteries, and you're listening to the Paracast. The Paracast with Gene and Chris and Andrew Colvin, author of a book called The Mothman Speaks with a lengthy subtitle. Andrew, read the subtitle. I'm glad I had a copy of the book here <laughs> so I could read that because I wouldn't have remember, remembered it otherwise. Uh, it says, it's candid conversations concerning cosmic conundrums, hyphen, cryptic creatures, chimeras, contactees, and the cleverly coded coincidences and correspondences of the collective unconscious. <laughs> a lot of C's there, Mr. Colvin. Well, let me ask you a quick question, though, which I think is more to the point here. We have the book The Mothman Prophecies. We have the book, The Silver Bridge. Going from one to the other, what do they fail to tell us? Are they misleading? Now, The Silver Bridge, we don't take literally. It's a parable, I guess, about the Mothman. Is that correct? Yeah, obviously, uh, yeah, Barker's trying to get into the mindset of uh, different players that may have been there. There's the recorder, the uh, sort of a... I don't know if he's a spy or what, but you know, there's a couple of chapters where he pretends to be Mothman and tries to get in the head of Mothman, and he tries to uh, understand the feelings of a young boy who is experiencing strange things involving Mothman. Um, he talks about some of the different weird men in black, what they may have been up to. Yeah, it's definitely a parable. Um, this, you know, one of the he talks about Andrew Cold flying around in a saucer, and I was very skeptical of that at first. Until then, you know, more recently we found out more about the Nazi UFOs, and maybe it's possible that they actually, you know, were building these uh, newer versions in in the TNT area, and maybe you know there really was somebody flying around in a in a some kind of drone craft. 
And it sort of seems like the UFO uh, field is that that was what the cover-up was all about. You know, it's not that they're going to disclose aliens. It's that they're, you know, they didn't want to disclose that they had some good technology that could be developed like the drones that we're seeing today. And the men in black seem to be uh, guys who were trying to keep that under wraps. Keel mentions that if you were an ET thesis person, you were much safer. You probably wouldn't be visited by the men in black, but if you thought they were terrestrial, then you definitely would be uh, targeted. So I think that says a lot about... So, okay, the men in black are based on what you expect them to be? No, they, they just seemed like they were. their job was to keep... Uh, this drone development under wraps and anybody that inadvertently saw one who wasn't supposed to see one because some of those contactees I, were, were set up to to sort of present a controlled version I, I think of, of what was happening but set up by not, whom? if you're not a designated contactee and you and you had something to say that might blow the cover then they would come after you, photograph your house, give you intimidating phone calls, tamper with your mail, and in some cases kill you because that was, uh, in the late 60s, that was what, you know, that's, if you look at those old Saucer News articles, you'll see that a lot of people were terrified of being murdered by the men in black. Well, okay, so the word set up, does that mean the government is setting up people to have UFO sightings or contacts? Yeah, I think I think we have some cases like Howard Minger eventually came out and said that. Yes. Had, now I know about this one, ladies and gentlemen, because when Howard Minger actually first kind of backtracked on his contacts, he made an appearance on a Long John Nebel TV show. This was a short-lived program. Long John never translated to TV. I thought he was pretty good at it. He never translated TV. He was great on radio. So Menger comes on one time, and he's kind of saying, well, you know, maybe I was being misled here or something. I think Long John flipped. And then not long thereafter, Menger and I and Jim Mosley had lunch at a diner in New York City. And he said he thought that he was the victim of government agents who made him think he was being contacted by E.T., some suggest the same thing might have been true with George Adamski. Others saying that George Adamski was a disinformation agent, that somehow he was using his contacts for what? So you follow, you think that Menger may have been the victim of this disinformation? Yeah, I mean, that's, that's basically what he said. He kind of said he went along with it, uh, that they had uh, uh, told him to conflate you know, make the story a little more wild, you know, say that he went to Venus or whatever. Um, yeah, it's very, it's very difficult to ascertain uh, how the different, the different ways they were messing with people. They're, they're very, they're very cagey. And, uh, but yeah, I mean, I think the, there's lots of cases where it looks like these contactees, uh, you know, maybe it started out where they were, you know, just, they thought they'd been visited. And I think that was the case with Woody Derenberger, who's our famous uh, contactee from West Virginia. Mm. 
who met Indrid Cold, who everyone assumed was a spaceman, but you know was actually more like a man in black. And Woody, in Woody's book, uh, Visitors from Langulos, he, he basically comes out and says that he he uh, thinks Indrid was a was just another man in black. And then we found later, we found just in the past few months that uh, guys like Fred Crisman were checking out Darren Berger and Crisman, you know, was involved in the Maury Island incident. And and maybe the Kennedy assassination. Exactly. Uh-huh. Now, something interesting occurring from what you're saying there. We had on Nick Redfern on our show some months back, and he was recounting the experience of Orfeo Angelucci one of the traditional old-time contactees, where supposedly he meets up with somebody in a diner and then takes a drug, maybe in a hallucinogenic drug. I don't know. But it seemed like these people were rather naive. But this all seemed to happen, what, in the 50s, 60s, and 70s, but not today? Well, I don't know. You know, there's... um there's more recent. Uh, there was a lot in the '90s. A lot of, lot of, tons of uh, different uh, Bud Hopkins style cases. That you raise the specter there. UFO abductions. Now, I once made a suggestion a long time ago, and I was shot down over and over again. And I understand why, because the person involved, or one of the people involved in this case, was somebody I had met and I really liked, Barney and Betty Hill. Now, Barney and Betty Hill live near a military base in New Hampshire. Okay? They have this UFO sighting that ends up being some sort of abduction, and everything around it seems genuine. It wasn't a UFO investigator hypnotizing them. It was a mental health practitioner, professional, doing it. Okay, couldn't figure out what was going on. And I just wondered offhanded, what if the Air Force... NSA, military authorities, whoever, decided to see how people would react if they were abducted by aliens. So they chose this couple, an interracial couple, because they'd already been undergoing those pressures living in the 60s when the racial environment was very different than it is today. And it wasn't as accepted then. What if they staged that incident? It was all done with drugs and hypnosis. It wasn't real. I don't know. What do you think about things like that? Do you think some of these abductions represent disinformation? Absolutely, and I think the Hills were uh, dealt with in that way because I believe Barney first said that he thought the the abductors had on uh, Nazi-style uniforms, and then they're hypnotized by an Army uh, psychiatrist who's the head of a facility, so why is the head of an army hospital working on them? That's kind of odd. And it, 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 there's, I forget, the source uh, may have been Friedman, who, who said that the doctor induced amnesia in them to forget the key points of their abduction, and, and, and as if that was a good thing, you know, like that he was helping them. But, you know, maybe he was just trying to get them to forget that these were terrestrial uh, men in black and replace that with, you know, the aliens and the star map and everything else. It could be actually that the star map was some kind of spy code that, and Betty was being used uh, as a courier unwittingly. There's, there's a lot to that case. And the star map, Andrew, bothers me a lot. 
And we can go into that in our next segment, and then we'll go back and see how that dovetails with Mothman and all that other stuff. Andrew Colvin joining us with Gene and Chris. You're listening to The Paracast. Are you tired of searching for great talk radio? Something more important. Search no more. We are the GCN Radio Network. Hi, this is Ted Anderson. If you own an Apple iPhone and love to listen to your favorite programs on GCN, I've got good news for you. I'm proud to announce that GCN has a brand new iPhone app available for our dedicated listeners at GCNlive.com. Listen to your favorite hard-hitting GCN programs live or on demand right on your iPhone. And the best part? The GCN iPhone app can be yours absolutely free. Download the iPhone app today by clicking on the banner at GCNlive.com. Again, that's GCNlive.com. We the people grow cotton, weave fabric, engrave ink, embed strips and fibers to protect from counterfeit and carding to a private bank, having it lent back at interest, forcing taxes to service debt. This capitalism, or was Jefferson correct when stating a central bank issuing the public currency is a greater menace to the liberties of the people than a standing army? Ted Anderson, I'm placing a free silver dollar in a book that explains our monetary system. Call for your copy, 800-686-2237. It's time to understand the system. Call 800-686-2237. That's 800-686-2237. Welcome back to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. I didn't expect this episode to focus on such a wide range of subjects, some of which I've been very curious about myself. Andrew Colvin is the guest. The book is The Mothman Speaks. Gene and Chris on the Paracast. So let's, you know, look further into some of these theories. So you accepted the possibility that the Hills it was government disinformation. Now, what about the famous abductions that are being investigated and were investigated by the late Bud Hopkins and Dr. David Jacobs and others? Any possibility of that or just things that are going on we can't understand? Well, sure. I mean, yeah, I think it's clearly possible that some of their cases were uh, were of that nature. Now, were they involved? Uh, I don't know. Bud seemed a little more, um, I don't know, naive is not the word, but, but, you know, more honest about it. I think he genuinely thought he was getting at the root of something. I'm not even suggesting that Jacobs or Hopkins or these other people were deliberate actors in this conspiracy. I think they were sincere or are sincere just trying to deal with something they do not understand in the best way they can. It doesn't mean that the individuals themselves weren't somehow manipulated. Yeah, yeah. That's my feeling, though. I mean, anything that's pointing to the ET thesis is, is if you want to be simplistic about it, you know, is possibly part of the disinformation program. Suspect. That seems to have been the main idea was to get everybody to believe in aliens so that the drone development could continue you know, without as much interference. So aliens to cover up military developments. Yeah, that's basically my view of it. Uh, I, you know, I do, it's, I do believe, however, you know, having had my experiences with some kind of entity, perhaps a shape-shifting entity that can appear in different guises, that there is a real phenomenon 
that has ancient roots that you can find information on. And I think the government realized that they could piggyback on that and introduce all these crazy creatures to help cover up what they were doing. And if, I don't know, you're probably familiar with Leon Davidson, that, that stuff he came out with in the early 60s about... Okay, now, Leon Davidson, a scientist, comes out with a special annotated version of Project Blue Book Special Report 14, which was the classic report with so many important cases released by the government. So what about Dr. Davidson? Well, it's kind of a conundrum there because, you know, your first thought is, well, if he's putting out Blue Book... You know, he's a player, but then he, you know, he puts out this manifesto of sorts in the uh, 62 starting through like 65, where he keeps saying that uh, the CIA, the Navy in particular, had uh, started this program to sort of cook up uh, ET, the ET theory, and they started, he, he actually lists the progression of how the entities changed. They started off as the Little Green Men which was piggybacking on the older Pukwudgie, Nanahi uh, Indian belief in the little people and perhaps uh, used rhesus monkeys or whatever to to get people to go with that. And then they've just kept changing it slightly until you had gray aliens. So uh, it sounds credible to me. It doesn't negate the fact that there might be real cases with real uh, interdimensional entities. It just gets hard for people to, you know, to separate them and keep it all straight. And you have to look at each case on its own merits to sort of decide, is this a, a real case or something that the government is, uh, is trying to control or cook up? But how do you determine that? Um, I think you just look at who's involved. Is the government stepping in? Because a lot of times they'll just ignore um, the real stuff. I think, you know, if, if, if the government's right, all of this, if the Air Force is getting getting involved, um, if they're giving it a lot of media out of nowhere, that's one thing you notice. Like, I, I think about my UFO shots that I've got up on my blog. I wonder if that'll get uh, propagated the way that some of these other cases get propagated. You know, people come out of nowhere with with videos and things and, and get instant... Uh, media access. I think that's another way you can sort of tell how much pushback is there against somebody's story. Now, is the media being manipulated directly where they go to Roger Ailes over at Fox News or the key executives at NBC, CBS, ABC, etc., and say, okay, here's the meme we're going to present. Go along with it or what? Well, yeah. I, I, you know, before I got involved in this Mothman research, which was right, you know, basically right after 2001, yeah, I spent the previous 20 years or whatever uh, studying conspiracies, and I like to call it investigational journalism uh, or institutional theory, because I think today, you know, journalism has been so infiltrated by the uh, spook agencies that it's, that they're not even really functioning uh, as real investigative journalists anymore. I think the Internet is guys like you and other people that are doing blogs and radio shows, that this is really sort of a golden era where we're getting some of that again. And I hope, you know, it doesn't get, uh, the Internet doesn't get uh, filtered out so <laughs> much that we don't have any more uh, grassroots uh, journalism going on. Well, I understand this show is kind of a hybrid. The Paracast 
goes on traditional radio. It goes online at the GCN radio site, our own site around the world. So we're kind of have our feet in both. Chris, you want to follow up on this? This is getting yeah, fascinating. Well, it, it, this is really fascinating, Andy. And and one thing that I'm kind of hearing from you, and correct me if I'm wrong here, but you're a little bit doubtful, it sounds like, uh, about the ETH, the extraterrestrial hypothesis. Now, where do you come down? Do you do you feel that the real, let's say, the core of this phenomena that may be that may be truly high strange and maybe you know legitimately unexplained? Do you think it's something that is a closed system uh, phenomenon, let's say interdimensional, cryptoterrestrial? Or do you think that we're all we're seeing a stew of maybe aliens coming, uh, time travelers, uh, you know, interdimensionals? So, uh, what does your gut tell you? I mean, you've been involved in this since the early '80s, and you've done quite, as you just mentioned, you've done quite a bit of research on your own. Where do you come down as an experiencer and as a as a researcher? Um, I, I I do uh, I do think that the interdimensional thesis has validity, and there there is something going on there. And I also think the other, that the government is cooking up uh, the extraterrestrial thesis as well to sort of take it off world. Because then, what are you left with? If you can get people focusing on the ETH, they're not going to be reading uh, ancient uh, literature that's going to inform them of these occult or alchemical theories that, the, the, that clearly some people in the military are into. I mean, there's a shot in Saucer News of an occultist. I think it's in 67, you know, a military guy who's doing some ritual, you know, and you've got uh, that other guy, Aquino, guys like Aquino. Yeah, Michael Aquino. The yeah, there are people in, in, in the power structure that are into alchemical change, and this is, you know, what the Nazis are all about. And they don't want other people leveling the playing field and finding out what that stuff is is about. So if you can keep people looking up into the sky, as that old saying goes, then you can take stuff out of their pockets. Yeah. You know that's well. Uh, I've I've mentioned this on the I've mentioned this on the air before, and when people people make the offhand comment that the military, the government, is not interested in all in the occult or or any of these kind of fringe subjects. I like to remind them, and if, if you go to the mall that's right next to the Pentagon, I think it's even called the Pentagon Mall, and you go into the Barnes & Noble in there, it has what I consider to be probably the largest collection of occult books I've ever seen anywhere in a, in a particular library or bookstore. It's just, it, I, there's row upon row upon row of these types of uh, titles, and that would kind of hint to me that the government and the military are very, very interested in the subject, and obviously, by professing uh, non-interest in the subject, you do give yourself uh, that red herring out, and I think your line of reasoning here about you know, keeping people looking up into the sky instead of having their ear on the ground makes a lot of sense. And I'll tell you what also makes a lot of sense, these announcements. We have Andrew Colvin with Gene and Chris. You're listening to The Veracast. Have you been sitting on a few great domain name ideas but haven't locked them in for yourself? Good. Now you can buy them through the number one domain name registrar, Namecheap.com, as voted by the top tech blog Lifehacker. Just like the name says, you can buy domains cheap, as low as $2.99. And every new domain comes with WhoisGuard, our special privacy service, free for the first year. Now that you know, it's time to grab those domain names before someone else does. Namecheap.com. Go now. Namecheap.com. 
Fate Magazine provides true reports of the strange and unknown. Keep up with the latest on angels and miracles, psychic phenomena, ghosts, UFOs, life after death, and much, much more. To receive your free issue of Fate Magazine, call now at 1-800-728-2730 or visit their website at www.fatemag.com. That's 1-800-728-2730. What are you waiting for? Your fate awaits. Making the right decisions is a challenge to investors. Are we going to see economic growth, slide into a recession, or at worst, depression? Hi, Ted Anderson from Midas Resources. We all know when a company acts irresponsibly, divesting ourselves in a move towards safety is prudent. When the market becomes volatile, U.S. Treasuries are a safe haven. But what do you do when the U.S. government overextends itself and spends beyond its means? Many investors are turning toward gold as a common sense alternative to traditional paper investments. Midas Resources has put together a powerful book titled 10 Reasons to Own Gold, discussing costs, benefits, risks, featuring full-color illustrations, weights, and measures. The book is free and can be yours by calling 800-686-2237. Paper investments are dwarfed by gold's 6,000-year history. Discover how gold may be right for you and your IRA by calling 800-686-2237. Whether buying or it's time for you to sell, the book is free. Call 800-686-2237. The American people think they live in a constitutional republic. Land of the free, home of the brave. Right. Just try those lines on the judge when you get a ticket or have to deal with a big bad IRS. Instead, use escapeharassment.com. Since 1972, our volunteer group of researchers and educators have successfully taught how to escape tickets by law, and it works. Escape harassment has three different steps to follow, depending on where you are in the ticket process. Learn how to escape tickets, IRS, or court proceedings before you go to court. For free, three-minute pre-recorded information and FAQs, call this toll-free number, one 877 7970 the food storage industry leader has done it again. Introducing FDG Clubs and Survival Bucks from the Freeze Dry Guy. For over 39 years, the Freeze Dry Guy has served various government agencies and the private sector with the finest in storable foods and emergency rations. If you've wanted to build emergency food supplies but couldn't afford it, now you can. Go to freezedryguy.com, click on products, and look for the Freeze Dry Guy Clubs to pay as you go. Now you can build food storage without going into debt. Choose from a payment range of $95 to $450 per month. Our clubs work with everyone's budget. Plus, when you join Freeze Dry Guy Clubs, you'll get additional rewards. For example, this month, get 10% back in survival bucks on all purchases in the Freeze Dry Guy product line, plus free shipping within the lower 48 states on any order amount. Hurry, go to freezedryguy.com or call 866-404-3663. That's freezedryguy.com or call 866-404-3663. The Freeze Dry Guy, the best you can buy. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And if you'd like to catch up on past episodes, we have hundreds of shows for you to download direct from theparacast.com. That's theparacast.com. 
or check us out at iTunes. On the PowerCast with Gene and Chris, Andrew Colvin joining us, and we're looking at the other side of UFO research, the possibility that there's a lot of government interaction to make us believe in what's going on up there, whereas other things are happening down here we should pay attention to. Now, in the days of Dr. Leon Davidson, Jim Mosley of Saucer News believed in what he called the Earth Theory, that E.T. was not responsible for visitations, although they might be aliens, that UFOs represented secret weapons. Hmm. I think Andy's been hitting around at that the whole show. Sure. Did you pay attention to what Jim said? This is probably way before your time. Oh, well, you mean when he originally said it? or Yes. Yeah, I wasn't reading uh, that stuff back in the 60s, but, you know, I've been catching up. I've, I've been collecting uh, all these old magazines. And, uh, you know, Davidson talked about the fake fireballs, that they'd even uh, come up with those. And they'll often, you'll often see fireball stories in the news that seem to distract from more pressing matters. If you have a nuclear disaster or some political and embarrassing political situation, you'll have a fireball scene or a UFO scene. And that and that's one of those instant access stories that gets out in the media and gets everybody focused on that. And it, it actually keeps political change from happening that would be beneficial to the middle class. So it has a lot it has a lot of different uses, the ETH. And as far as alchemical alchemical stuff goes, you notice that uh as I was talking about my neighborhood, that they had mowed down these mounds, I think there's an alchemical thing there, too, because these chemical companies, you know, that, that is alchemical work right there. Uh, chemical companies are taking the ancient al- alchemical knowledge and applying it to modern uh, physics and creating new products and, you know, seemingly out of thin air, although they all come from petroleum. But... Uh, I've noticed that all over the country, different mound sites have been taken over by oil companies. And I think they, that was part of their plan was to, you know, take over the most sacred areas of the Indians and, uh, and to, to, to demoralize them. And you sort of see this in the Indian head test, test pattern, which I've mentioned before on my blog. Now, we're saying here basically that everything is about oil. Yeah, yeah. I, I, a lot of it is. You know, it's, uh, it's a big issue. There's, there's a, you know, if you look at the Nazi UFO story, there's, uh, there's, there's a link to petrochemicals over there where, where they were using, and nuclear power too. They're using a, a plant that was supposedly um, making synthetic oil and rubber, and using it as that was the cover story. But they were, um, they didn't actually produce any of that stuff. They, that's where Dornberger uh, reportedly was uh, working, and Kamler was uh, working on these different craft, exotic craft underground. So you do see this link between nuclear power and these craft and, and oil. And these players are still uh, mucking around today. And there's we've had three strange uh, nuclear incidents recently. Um, I, you know, part of it's, I don't know if it's just part of the terror program to scare people, but you do wonder, I just wonder, it's, you know, nuclear power is a, is a Nazi invention, if you really look into the literature. And the war on cancer is a Nazi invention. And so, some of these memes have been uh, read here in the U.S. Since, since the war, because we took on so many of the paperclip scientists who came here. And I think that's 
sort of infected uh, the way we do business, and it's unfortunate. And Jim Mars, you know, has written about this. And I think that's embedded in the UFO thing too. You know that that these are uh, people who don't have many scruples, and they're bent on getting control or gaining a military advantage in any way they can, and that would necessitate coming up with ET, the ETH and having men in black harass people and all that stuff. Speaking of the man in black, by the way, ladies and gentlemen, there is a man in black three movie being filmed with Will Smith, Tommy Lee Jones, Rip Torn, if they can keep him out of jail and all that stuff, and they can keep him from drinking too much, and a new generation, I guess, of MIB. But the point of the matter is, other than the movies and the graphic comic books, do we see men in black in the 21st century? Uh, they've sort of changed into mill puppets, what I call mill puppets. Those are military sock puppets, people that are fake individuals on, on Facebook and other other forums who aren't real people. They're agents uh, spying on others. In some cases, I've heard that they're auto autobots. I don't know about how that would work. but I assume it's programming to respond with predetermined answers to what people say. Yeah, I, I have heard from... Various researchers, if you post the wrong thing at the wrong time, your, your site will be hit. And, and that certainly happened with my site, which basically was just stolen and disappeared one day. Uh, so uh, Must have been Indrid Cold. I, I had Indrid Cold try to befriend me. <laughs> oh, you met him? Well, no, it's just some, somebody calling themselves Indrid Cold wanted to be my friend. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, uh, there's a couple of them. There's one guy who's... Uh, Kind of a biker dude from Ohio who's actually a cool dude. Uh, he's not the real Andrew Cold. He can't be because he's not old enough. But there is a guy who's, uh, I've been told by Derenberger's daughter that the real Andrew Cold is on Facebook. And he's only got a handful of friends. Uh, and uh, he doesn't post anything. He's got his, he says he was born in 1924, uh, on the same date as my father, I believe. That's my father's birthday. Hmm. Maybe there's but, a connection uh, there. Now, I've, I've you know I've emailed them on, on there and they haven't gotten a response, so I don't know. The inevitable question: some of the famous cases in the UFO history, such as, of course, Roswell. Hmm. Uh, boy, it's an industry, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, major. Uh, Major industry. Uh, I like that story that came out a couple of years ago that they had found the Union, Union Carbide glue uh, in the ground there where the thing crashed. And then that points, you know, carbide seems to be involved all over the place. And you can sort of see this in their corporate structure. They, they partnered for a long time with Lindy Company out of Germany uh, to build the different uranium processing plants. And Lindy, the original Lindy, basically stole Tesla's patents. Uh, Tesla's lab burned down, right, was he was about to patent a bunch of different liquefaction processes, and then Lindy uh, patented them right away. And, you know, whether or not George uh, Prescott Bush was involved, you know, it's possible that Prescott Bush was involved in that. And that may explain how they, the Bush family, became so prominent, is that they helped... Uh, give Tesla's, um, who was working on our UFO craft, uh, to the Germans, which would explain how the Germans got ahead of us on that. 
we'll get into more of what's going on here, which has become an elaborate history of government intervention in the UFO and paranormal fields. The book is The Mothman Speaks, and he will speak to us more. We'll have Andrew Colvin talking to Gene and Chris. You're in the Paracast. The GCN Radio Network, providing the world with hard-hitting talk radio. GCN. Great talk radio starts here. Ray Perkins, a reclusive veteran burned out from the Gulf War, lives tortured by relentless, perplexing nightmares. Nightmares of a horrific battle in deep space and of a mysterious woman suffering in agony for her devastated world. A woman not yet born, calling across centuries to him. Then... A coincidence leads him to his destiny, his chance to alter the universe. Attack of the Rockaways. The former fiction editor for Star Wars and Indiana Jones, Robert Simpson, writes, The soul of the novel Attack of the Rockoids lies in its heart and passion for building a convincing tale of a love that spans a galaxy. A thrilling story. Attack of the Rockoids is available now. Read a sample chapter and get a special discount off of the cover price at our website, rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S. Dot com. Attack, Attack of the Rockaway, a novel in the grand science fiction tradition. Hey, Brian, if you could do just one thing today to ensure your family's food security, what would it be? That's easy, Bill. I'd head straight to SoupBeansurvival.com. SoupBeansurvival.com? I know, Bill, it sounds crazy, but this ancient secret has been around for over 8,000 years, and it truly is nature's super survival food. Really, Brian, the number one survival food? Well, certainly the forgotten survival food. Absolutely, Bill. The folks at SoupBeansurvival.com scoured our planet to find the very best heirloom seeds to truly find nature's super survival food. Brian, these aren't grocery store beans, are they? No way, Bill. You're not going to find these beans in any grocery store. These are the absolute highest quality beans in the world. Visit SoupBeansurvival.com. That's SoupBeansurvival.com for all the information you're going to need for nature's super survival food. Big Berkey water filters are in high demand. Storable foods are also in high demand. BigBerkeyWaterFilters.com has always kept our focus on the Berkey water filter products, but increasingly, our customers have been asking for storable foods. After months of research, BigBerkeyWaterFilters.com now offers great-tasting, long-lasting, storable foods. These ready-to-eat meals are packed in airtight nitrogen pouches. All you do is just add water, and because they're sealed so well, they come with a 25-year shelf life. Combine our Berkey water filters, which are powerful enough to purify treated, untreated, or even stagnant pond water with our storable foods, and you have a winning combination. Remember, we offer free shipping on every order over $50, and GCN listeners receive 5% off all ceramic filter systems. Visit BigBerkeyWaterFilters.com or call 877-99-BERKEY. That's BigBerkeyWaterFilters.com or call 877-99-BERKEY today. You know that drinking pure, high-alkaline water is one of the most important factors in maintaining high energy and vibrant health. And most experts agree that the water you drink should be at a pH level of 8 or higher. AlkaVision Plasma pH Drops, available only at AlkaVision.com, combine a unique formula of most alkaline minerals available. AlkaVision Plasma pH Drops alkalize your water, ridding the body of harmful toxins and acid, helping you to regain your energy and health. Alkalizing your water by simply adding 10 drops of AlkaVision Plasma pH Drops helps the body to rid itself of acidic waste. 
host, increases oxygen, and raises the pH of your body to optimal levels. And bacteria and viruses cannot survive in an alkaline high pH environment. Order your bottle of AlkaVision Plasma pH Drops for only $29.95 at AlkaVision.com. That's A-L-K-A Vision.com. Or call 269-409-1776. 269-409-1776. Alkalize your body. Supercharge your health at AlkaVision.com. This is Jim Mosley, editor of Saucer Smear, and I'm here to say a good word or two about the Paracast, which I believe is the gold standard of paranormal radio. Listen to it if you can. With Andrew Colvin, author of Mothman Speaks, with a subtitle that takes about a week to read, so I won't ask him to do it again until towards the end of the show. We're focusing on not just Mothman, which we started out with, but military conspiracies all over the place. So things like the MJ-12 documents, taken seriously by some people in the UFO field, not by others. To your conclusion, a fake? Oh, boy. It's probably a combination of, of real and fake. When it was when it was a hot topic, I didn't pay that much attention to it because I, you know, I just felt like it was another one of these distraction stories. And then after that sort of died down, I looked into, you know, kept looking at it every now and then. And then it, a West Virginia connection started appearing in there. And it's been a while, so I don't know if I'll do a can do a good job of detailing. West connection. Virginia connections do tell. Yeah. Um, uh, it might take me a while to remember it all. Jack Sarfati wrote about something about this. Uh, he was talking about a guy named a uh, physicist out of West Virginia University named uh, Corum, James Corum, whose brother uh, also is a physicist and developed something called the Egg of Columbus, some anti-gravity device. Uh, but they've been working on anti-gravity in West Virginia for a long time. Senator Byrd was, was behind it up there near where Gray Barker lived, in fact, near Clarksburg. Uh, they call it uh, propulse, propellantless propulsion. Um, the, in, I'm just trying to remember the aviary. Well, here's, there's, a guy, there's a guy named Bob Teets who was uh, a bigwig in the Human Potential Foundation who's from West Virginia and has written a book called uh, Mountain State UFOs. He was, I don't know if he was part of the aviary, um, it's just been a while, and the details are escaping me, but there, there's definitely uh, some connections there with West Virginia. And, uh, yeah, <laughs> I wasn't expecting that one. Well, that's why we're here. Yeah. <laughs> we're here well, to deliver the unexpected. But It's definitely, I can say it's definitely in, I think it may be in the Mothman Speaks. Let me, let me look it up here, actually, while we're, while we're talking. I'll, I'll see if I can locate a page where I write about that, but I do, I, when I get the details, I put them in the book, so that's one of the reasons I put them in there, so I don't have to try to hold it all in my head. That helps. Now, I would also ask here, is there anything in the Mothman cases that preceded the collapse of that bridge that relates in any way to government intervention? Oh, well, uh, you mean like the guys that were seen climbing on the bridge? That kind of thing. I'll start yeah. with that. Sure, go for that. That's news. News to me. Yeah, that's that's. Uh, there were there were men seen uh, on the on the bridge tinkering with something. 
the week prior. The day of the collapse, all the birds left town. Supposedly there's a big flight of birds out of town. And I've theorized that perhaps the Kecksburg UFO was, you know, the uh, the Nazi bell and may have been, it certainly came through that, that area after it was picked up by the military. They took it to Columbus before it went to Wright Pad. It's possible that they put it one, put that one or a new one under the TNT and were using it to, to create red mercury or something like that. Or they were doing some kind of radioactive work in the TNT. That much is clear. Everybody, all the locals know it and talk about it, but nobody can really speculate exactly what it was. It seemed to be connected to Area 51. Uh, you had to go in and blacked out buses if you worked there. So it's possible they were making nuclear-powered drones because that would explain all the different regular sightings, like on a pattern schedule that were Keel talks about seeing there coming down the road from the TNT to the to the river. So if they had a these, these bell things uh, spin at a high rate and they cause vibrations that you can't hear, and it's possible that by doing that they weaken the bridge. I, it, it's not that they brought it down on purpose necessarily, but maybe you know that just helped bring it down. And that would explain why the birds left town that day. Maybe they were doing something unusual in the TNT. But it's more comforting, at least in this field, to find paranormal explanations for all these things. Uh, even Kerry Thornley said, uh, the JFK conspirator, that uh, UFOs came from underneath the ground in West Virginia, one of his more cryptic statements. So if he was connected to David Ferry, who we believe was in Point Pleasant, he was the Frightwig man. And Fred Crisman was in town, obviously, or nearby. He, uh, you know, I theorize that they... They were clearly using parts of the TNT for a Navy uh, reclamation, quote, project that was linked to the DLA, Defense Logistics, what is today Defense Logistics. So um, they could have, some of these men in black that were making themselves very obvious could have been, it could have been like a second Oswald scenario where they were setting up someone to take the fall for the RFK and MLK assassinations, which was one of Mothman's prophecies that, that MLK would be shot. Um, that white Mustang that Ray drove was seen in Point Pleasant. So, you know, a white Mustang was driven by the Jello man in black who thought Jello was something you drank. So he was making himself. You don't? For some reason. <laughs> what? Yeah. There's lots of crazy stories about these men in black, and some of them really wanted to be remembered. And that's an unusual thing. So, uh,. Given that you have these JFK conspirators in town, it's possible that they were cooking up. Uh, they were obviously forced to move out of New Orleans in the 66. It was like it literally within, I think the date was exact, in fact, uh, that Garrison decided to go after uh, their paramilitary camp. I think, I'm pretty sure it was in early November 1966 that Garrison did that. And so immediately, they probably decided to move it to some other bunkers. They were using bunkers just like the ones in the TNT down in Louisiana. Probably move the operation up the Ohio to Point Pleasant. Cut to the chase, my friend. Cut to the chase. Do you feel the collapse of the Silver Bridge was a deliberate action by the government for whatever reason? No, I, 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 wouldn't, I wouldn't go that far. I think it helped isolate the town 
during that critical time when they were doing these ops, because the, the, the plant was still humming along doing something, and it made it more, it certainly, you know, it, it served a it served a purpose, but I, you know, the bridge was was old and it was very very bad shape. Everybody that drove across it, you know, talks about it today. Just how scary it was. This is true, by the way, around the country. I mean, there are hundreds or thousands of bridges that are not in great states of repair. Of course, that's part of the political dialogue these days. How do we pay for the repair of the infrastructure if we don't have the money? But you would say then that in this particular case, it was an old bridge and something was going to happen. It happened on that fateful day. Uh, you have to pardon me. I was just—I just found a reference to MJ12 in here, and I was sort of looking at it to see if I should read it. What, what was it? What did you say? Okay, that the Silver Bridge—it's an old bridge. Its time had come. If it didn't happen then, it would have happened eventually. Yeah, given the fact that they don't—they weren't—we don't see a lot of proactivity where they just say, "Okay, we're closing this one. We're going to build a new one," and they make everybody safe. You know. Yeah, I guess if they weren't going to do that, it would eventually collapse. If, if you know, the best thing to do is just to say we're closing this down because it's unsafe. But you know, certainly today in America, there just isn't uh, there just doesn't seem to be much concern for infrastructure uh, because the politicians are too busy uh, being taking bribes and whatever it is doing. Well, paying off the bankers. Yeah. <laughs> Well, before we get too far along here, you, you've mentioned on a number of occasions the TNT facility that plays such a prominent role in the whole Mothman scenario. Why don't you give our listeners who maybe not or aren't as up to speed as we are on the role that this facility played, why don't you give us a thumbnail sketch of the history of the facility, um, when it was uh, decommissioned, uh, how it, it was a perfect place? Um, I'll tell you what, we'll get into more of the answers to the question that Chris just post. Andrew Colvin's our guest. I'm Gene Steinberg. The co-host is Chris O'Brien. You're in the Paracast. America's number one source for independent talk radio for over a decade. We are the GCN Radio Network. Graphic Converter is the image manipulation tool for the rest of us. It does not use any database. You get full control of all your files. Want to view the images of a folder? Drag it into Graphic Converter, and a powerful browser opens up to show your image files. You could use it for slideshows. You could use it to import images from digital cameras or from scanners. Need to do some image editing? You can do that, too, in Graphic Converter. Also, print catalogs. Convert from so many formats, I can't even list them. Download now to see if Graphic Converter is good for you, like one and a half million other users. Guess what? You could save money when you buy Graphic Converter. Use the coupon code NIGHTOWL. Use the coupon code NIGHTOWL to get a special price for Graphic Converter. Go to LemkeSoft.com. That's L-E-M-K-E Soft.com. LemkeSoft.com. L-E-M-K-E Soft.com. If you owe the IRS money you can't pay, then listen carefully, because you already know that the problem won't go away by itself. You can get help today from the leading tax expert in the country, Dan Pilla. Hi, I'm Dan Pilla. The IRS isn't going to just forget about you. Right now, the IRS is hiring thousands of tax collectors to go after delinquent accounts just like yours. That's why you need to take action today, and I can help. I take a simple but proven approach to solving your tax debt problem. 
First, I stabilize collections so you don't have to worry about wage and bank levies. Next, I build a detailed plan to get your debt reduced to the fullest extent possible, sometimes even eliminated. Finally, I work with you every step of the way to get your problem solved once and for all. So call now for a free consultation. Call 1-800-346-6829. Dan Pilla will solve your tax problem guaranteed. He's helped thousands of people, and he can help you too. Call us today at 800-346-6829. That's 800-34-NO-TAX. If you drive for a living, you don't get paid to stop or wait in line. Keep your wheels moving with prepass. Bypass way stations. Fly by port of entry facilities. Stay moving at highway speed while the guy without prepass waits in line. Save time, save money. Call 888-401-PASS to try prepass free. That's 888-401-PASS. Hi, I'm Mark Craighead, founder of Crossbreed Holsters. I designed our top-selling holster, the Super Tuck Deluxe, to solve the problems of being poked, pinched, and gouged while carrying concealed. The Super Tuck Deluxe is the most comfortable, most concealable holster on the market today. We offer a two-week free trial and a lifetime warranty. Visit us at crossbreedholsters.com. Don't forget, crossbreedholsters.com. Positive results from satisfied customers of Heart and Body Extract continue to pour into our website, hbextract.com. This is Al from New Jersey. One day I saw your ad for Heart and Body Extract, and it mentioned that it would help me with angina, so I decided to order. I figure I had nothing to lose. Heart and Body Extract supplies your body with everything it needs to balance itself and maintain optimal heart and circulatory health with no negative side effects. I took the formula three times a day as directed, and I kid you not, within four days, my angina pain was completely gone. Order HB Extract by calling 866-295-5305 or online at hbextract.com. That's 866-295-5305 or hbextract.com. I could not believe it actually stopped the pain. Heart and Body Extract actually works. This is just an amazing product. Even the numbness in my hands is completely gone. Heart and Body Extract for a long and healthy life. Hello, this is Rosemary Ellen Guiley, and you're listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. We're back with Andrew Colvin, who's been mulling over Chris' long question, trying to bring you up to date about the background of the Mothman incidents and everything. I'm Gene Steinberg here in the Paracast, Andrew Colvin being the author of The Mothman Speak. So you've had a chance to digest Chris's question, Andrew. What's your response? Boy, I was looking at that uh, in J12 page again. It's a good page. I should probably read it. Remind me again. Well, I was just saying for our listeners who aren't as up to speed about the whole Mothman scenario, especially the lay of the land, oh, that the TNT, TNT, yeah, that, that plays a real pivotal role in this whole scenario. And for our, our listeners up to speed, why don't you give us a thumbnail sketch of, of, of what the facility was, when it was commissioned, decommissioned, and the role that it played uh, in some of the sighting events. Yeah, it, uh, it, it was uh, built uh, in the early 40s to uh, provide uh, uh, TNT, and uh, 
they quickly, I mean, they went whole hog and built this place. Uh, it supposedly has a lot of underground tunnels and things. The, it, 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 you know, produced what it produced through the war. And then um, by the time of Mothman, it, the, the southern half of it was being used where half of the domes, there's about 100 domes there, uh, munitions domes. Uh, about half of, this, of them are being used for some secret uh, Navy reclamation uh, project uh, being run by uh, blah, 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 American Cyanamide. The northern half was run by a corporation, uh, the Olin Mathiason Corporation, who Lawrence Rockefeller is on the board of. Olin later sold part of itself to Bulova, which does have a connection to the RFK assassination and the three of the uh, CIA guys that were there who have recently been outed were using Bulova covers, for, uh, executive covers. So that's another little assassination connection to the situation. Um, apparently, Olin, another division of Olin still owns the TNT area, though. It, it's never really been decommissioned. And the domes, half of the domes are still being used today. Although in the 60s, there was much more, there was much more activity going on than there is now. I mean, now there's just, they're just using them for storage. Although you never know, some of those domes might have entr entrances to underground facilities that we don't even know about. So uh, I hope I answered the question. But uh, well, you know, where, where was the facility in relation to uh, Point Pleasant? And uh, it was a vantage point, I, I seem to remember, uh, where uh, quite a number of UFO sightings were reported there. And I think Keel had some strange red-eyed thing that approached his car. It's been a long time since I read the book. But give us a, a kind of an idea of, of its relationship to the actual town and, and its location. Yeah, I think it's about six miles north of town, and it's very close to the DLA or Defense Logistics uh, property, which is 80-some acres. DLA used to be called DISC, Defense Industrial Security Command, which Fred Crisman was supposedly an agent of. And if you know the Torbett document and the JFK scenario, that was uh, the DISC was supposedly you know part of that plot. So the men in black probably were reporting to the DLA facility there. Uh, but, yeah, it has a high – if you go to the – as you get away from the river, you know, it extends – I don't know. I'm trying to remember how many acres it is. It's pretty big. And there's an airport right next to it, which is convenient. But you go back from the river and you get onto some hilltops, ridges, and that's where they had the water tanks for the, for the uh, TNT and – I've speculated that they might have been flying the saucers in and out of one of those tanks if if if, uh, if it had an empty bottom or you know something. Now they have concrete on the bottom of them, but maybe in the back in the day, they uh, could fly stuff in and out because there are rumors that you know there was a, a lot of underground activity there. But yeah, I think Keel did. He said there was a zone of fear in the TNT where you would get paralyzed by some EM waves or something, and there was uh, and there were these balls of light that seemed like they had some intelligence to them and the farmers said you don't mess with the lights when they're when they turn purple uh, there was a creature I believe he's talked about he saw a saucer there at one point it landed on a hilltop so uh, and I think he had eye burn from that even and maybe Mary Heyer saw it as well but 
apparently the barge drivers, the barge uh, captains could shine their lights at the UFOs and, and the UFOs would blink on and off as if they were signaling them. So it makes you wonder, was that just normal messing around activity or were, was there some complicity with the power companies because they're the ones who, who run the barges, AEP being the big one today that, that, that uh, controls a lot of the traffic. They ship a lot of the oil along the river. I know a barge captain, so he's told me he, he actually had some. Uh, uh, he actually uh, said the Mothman touched him when he was a kid, at this uh, same spot where a lot of us saw Mothman, and it apparently followed him to my house because he was at my house in '73 when my picture, sister took this picture that has a thing in the window. It looks a lot like a Garuda or Thunderbird. So that's a very odd part of this uh, story is like what was that thing in the window why did we have nightmares about the window men in black nightmares i've always had men in black nightmares my sister and i had the same nightmare so we we think that maybe we were interrogated in the middle of the night using the drugs and hypnosis although i don't think it worked on me because i was too young i think to be hypnotized uh, and my dad was uh stationed in Norfolk uh, during the Philadelphia experiment. I, I, he never said he had any involvement in it, but it's possible that they were watching us because maybe he knew something. Or maybe he was just, you know, working on something at Carbide that was uh, off limits and they were just constantly checking on people to see if they, uh, you know, had leaked, taken documents or who knows what. Because I know Harriet's Harriet's dad was best friends with my dad, and her dad was definitely working on a secret project, uh, an NSA project in West Virginia, where they uh, download all the information from the internet and stuff today. So they were watching us. Uh, there were definitely uh, CIA people living in the neighborhood, and it was a it was a weird time, very strange time. And I think a lot of that stuff's been exported to other parts of the country now. But there's, uh, there's clearly some stuff that's still going on in West Virginia, particularly up in the northern part where you have these, the new FBI facility. and It's called a technology uh, zone, so they get special tax breaks and things in West Virginia to do that kind of research. Now, how close was the Union Carbide facility to, to all this activity? Well, it was right there. I mean, literally at the bottom of my road is the carbide plant. Uh, that's one carbide plant. There's there's also the one at Institute, which is very similar to the one in Germany where they were at the Dora facility in Germany where they were supposedly building the saucers. It also produced the uh, synthetic rubber and gasoline and might have been used as a cover. In fact, that's related to this page I found is that there's a guy named William Dean Ross who's written a couple of articles that have been floating around the Internet for a while. He said he worked at Institute for the government, for the NSA, um, at West Virginia State College, which is right there. It's an old mound area. It was once owned by George Washington. In fact, most of that land between Point Pleasant and Charleston was, was owned by George Washington at one time. And he says that, uh, Ross says that the Human Potential Foundation was involved in MJ-12 and that they were there uh, at Institute doing some vortex research which, if you know the Nazi belt, is based on the vortex, creating a, and a synthetic vortex, it sort of makes, starts to make sense that they had one of these bell weapons. And he mentions, he, he, Ross says he was at the Casey Center in Virginia Beach where he overheard discussions about a meeting in Sweden in 1989 with a Walter, Dr. Walter Uphoff. The meeting involved CIA and KGB agents who were calling up the ghost of Albert Einstein on a TV. 
Jeez, uh, <laughs> I, I never heard that I'm gonna, one. Oh boy, I'm going to skip over that. Uh, but he says. <laughs> The implications are rather strange, I'll tell you. Folks, we have a lot of strange things happening on the Paracast. We've got, what, five and a half years of evidence of pretty wacky stuff, but some of this is getting wacky. Ross said the men attending that Swedish meeting were C.B. Scott Jones and John Alexander, the famous remote-viewing military officer. Also, there was a telekinesis expert there from West Virginia University, Oleg Jeffaminko. So there are West Virginia links to MJ-12 and the aviary. The aviary is a secret group supposedly directing MJ-12 and the whole Roswell cover-up. Here we're seeing names that connect the 20th century's biggest UFO story, MJ-12, to Mothman. The largest American UFO flap ever recorded paralleled the Mothman sighting. The largest concentrations of UFOs were in the Ohio Valley. However, the flap was left out of the Rockefeller Foundation's, quote, definitive study of UFOs, perhaps because those were real sightings of early drone aircraft. I'll tell you what, we'll get into much more of this. Because we can't stop. With Andrew Colvin, the book is A Mothman Speaks. You're hearing from Gene Steinberg and Chris O'Brien. You're in the Paracast. Are you tired of searching for great talk radio? Something more important. Search no more. We are the GCN Radio Network. Hi, this is Ted Anderson. If you'd like to listen to GCN programs on the go, I have great news. GCN has created a Droid and iPhone application, and it's free. Just as easy as going to GCNlive.com, click on the banner, and download. Before you know it, you'll be listening to your favorite hard-hitting GCN shows, live or on demand, right on your Droid or iPhone, 24-7 and on the go. So download the Droid and iPhone app free by clicking on the banner at GCNlive.com. Thanks again for listening to GCNlive.com. Again, that's GCNlive.com. Hi, this is Ted Anderson. Have you ever wondered why banks, stockbrokers, and Investment advisors won't talk about gold IRAs. They've been available since 1986, yet the financial industry won't recognize the value of gold for your retirement. Gold has outperformed paper investments, yet no word about IRAs. If you would like to have gold for your retirement, call 800-686-2237. Don't get left behind by rising inflation and low returns. Call 800-686-2237. Secure your future and call 1-800-686-2237. Welcome back to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. Well, coming down the finish line, four more segments to go with Andrew Colvin. <laughs> this is, and, I'm having a great time here, uh, Gene. And, and you're just, you're blowing my mind, dude. <laughs> That's my job. So basically, it's all Mothman all the time. Mothman was responsible for everything, all the conspiracies. No, not at all. No, he's not responsible for them. I, I just uh, sometimes I make those kinds of references. Uh, you know, clearly, uh, Vortex Research at, at West Virginia State doesn't really have anything to do with Mothman, other than that it was sort of Mothman's lair. But I guess the point is that my initial idea was just to look at Mothman, the Mothman sightings, where they happened first. Just look at where they happened, look at the progression, look at the people that saw them, try to find out what kind of people were these, that sort of thing. It's very simple stuff. And then it just seemed like these sightings all had to do with, you know, petrochemicals and different conspiracies and 
labor unrest and you name it. I, I mean, just it, it, and it always seemed to sort of go back to the Rockefellers who, you know, are big uh, mind control, UFO, exotic aircraft uh, guys. They're probably profiting. Somebody's making money on these drones that they're making. There's a big expansion plan for these for these things. I mean, anything new like that, it's, uh, nobody knows how to do. Uh, it's going to be an expensive ticket item. Well, we're going to get uh, to some 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 questions here after you're done uh, explaining uh, what you're you're uh, uh, talking about here. We've got a bunch of very good questions from uh, our forum posters, and I, I, I didn't mean to interrupt, but why don't you go ahead and finish your thought, and then we're going to start in on some uh, some pretty compelling questions. I think you'll uh, you'll appreciate. Yeah, I've got. I could go on another paragraph of, on that MJ12 thing, but we can. If if there's a dead spot, I guess we can do that. But let's go ahead with the questions. Okay, um, this comes from a, a, a new sign-up. Uh, he's uh, only been a poster here for the last month, but uh, he asked the first question, and that is, uh, Andy, do you believe that Mothman is a supernatural entity or a flesh-and-blood creature? And then his follow-up question is, who or what was Indrid Cold? Uh, short answer, yeah, I think he's supernatural. And Indrid Cold was uh, a, I, he was uh, perhaps... Well, he was a man in black. He was probably a government agent. May have been operating out of the uh, his planet, Lanulos, I think, because uh, if you spell Lanulos backwards, it reads Salunol, which is what uh, the kind of research they were doing in Bariloche, Argentina, where all the Nazi, uh, a lot of the Nazis went. Apparently, Hitler, even Mengele, those guys, they had a nuclear uh, reactor there right after the war. That was probably where Lanulus was, and it's described as being a jungle uh, place that had some high technology. So I think he was perhaps working with the paperclip scientists who were working on the UFOs, and his job was to you know, maybe fly one around, test it out, create some havoc in the area. He clearly was hypnotizing people, so uh, he sort of falls into that thing we were talking about earlier where you you know make people believe that they've been abducted by aliens when they really weren't. Right. So he was a, a very talented disinformation agent that happened to have his uh, saucer pilot's license. Yeah, and, and we think he was named after, you know, that's obviously a fake name. Uh, it either refers to Indra, which has a relationship to the Garuda in, in Hindu lore, or he may have been named after Emil Codell, who was the Nazis' most famous spy who was arrested in West Virginia in 43. And he was posing as a film projectionist, which is what Gray Barker did. Yeah, it gets and curious Codell, and curious. Codell, we, can't find, we can't find anything on the guy. He's like the greatest Nazi spy, spying on U.S. ordnance facilities, which the TNT area was. And yet, after he was arrested and held it, and supposedly went to prison for 15 years, we didn't, haven't heard a word about him. We can't find. We we actually petitioned uh, Freedom of Information documents, and we got we got nothing. Huh. Interesting. Well, here's a question from Blowfish, who's a um, a very a very enthusiastic poster and does uh, quite a bit of posting at the forum.theparacast.com. And he says, Mr. Colvin, did you ever get any cattle mutilations around the hotspots of these so-called Mothman encounters? And that's a question I'd I'd be interested in hearing the answer to as well. Well, Keel talks about them. Yeah, he definitely says that they are happening there. By the way, a better word for cattle mutilations is uh, biogeochemistry. 1980, David DeWitt wrote a 
blistering article in Pursuit, which was edited by Keel, where he lays out how mining companies, oil companies have this biogeochemistry that's kept very secret where they use uh, animals that are, they don't necessarily kill them, but as soon as an animal dies, like a cat, like a cow, they, if it's on a ranch or an area where they're, they're suspect that there's valuable minerals under, underground, they can test the meat of the cow and find out through the minerals that have leached up into the plants exactly what's under the ground. So prospecting so, with cattle tongues. Yeah. Yeah, it's not uh, – yeah, that's exactly what it is, and, and, and there's a whole methodology for it. There's, there's books uh, on it. It's uh, a fascinating article, and I've been meaning to get it on the net so more people can read it. There was a huge pushback coming from Jerome, Jerome Clark and some other people who actually – Jerome actually changed, claimed it was ETs doing it he, rather than admit – that it might be Commonwealth Edison. I mean, DeWitt actually named some, some corporations. Uh, rather than admit that it was oil companies or power companies, Jerome Clark said it was ETs. So, you know, I don't know that he's taken that position on many other issues. He's gotten pretty agnostic about the whole thing over the last few years. <laughs> Here's another question from Blowfish. Did you ever find in the witness testimonies any correlation to other strange awareness such as UFO encounters like radiation burns and a bright glow prior to an encounter in some cases? Uh, with, a, with a Mothman encounter or a UFO encounter? Well, uh, either or, both. Oh, a glow in the area? I didn't catch all of that. <laughs> all that. Can you read it again? Or why don't you just explain it to him and then we'll have to go to the next segment. Go ahead. Okay. Well, it's it's kind of written weird, but uh, he's wondering if there were uh, if there were any uh, UFO encounters and other strange events that featured radiation burns or some sort of bright glow prior to an encounter with Mothman or or a UFO sighting. It's a, kind of an obscure question, but he's looking well, for a tended phenomenon. I don't know about prior, but certainly after there were burns. Yeah, yeah. The Gray Barker yeah. has a story called "Burned by a UFO." And uh, in uh, his book of saucers, and I think Keel has one called Blinded, Burned, and Injured by UFOs in one of his Saga articles. So definitely, and that, you know, goes along with the uh, Bell weapon type technology uh, where it would indeed burn you. It could even melt you or cook your meat on your bones as you stood there, depending on what was happening. There was a lot of those cases in South America that Valet investigated. So, uh, and that happened to be also possibly a um, this South America cases I think are linked to to um, mineral testing as well because at that time in the late 60s when when that guy in South America got the meat cooked on his bones uh, that was right when they were the Rockefellers had developed through Goodyear a sideways radar system that they had put into a into planes where they could shoot out um, some kind of EM waves that could find oil under the ground. And they had to fly them under the tree, under the jungle canopy for it to work. So you had these little drone craft that were seen flying all over. Right, the chupas. Yeah, the chupas. Those, are, I think, were the same kind of scenario. Okay, here's a question from uh, Angel, uh, Angelo, who uh, was one of our former moderators at the forum. He's still a moderator, Chris. Oh, he is? Okay. Yeah, I see his name. It says moderator still, so he's still hanging in there. 
Andy, he's one of our more skeptical posters, and of course, he, uh, true to his uh, skepticism, he's asking some uh, some interesting questions. First one is, why is it that the Mothman is associated so closely with the Silver Bridge collapse, even though it happened a year after the sightings? Mothman was seen in November 1966, the bridge collapsed right around December, uh, Christmas of 67. Let's hold the answer to away. that. Let's hold the answer to that and the explanations for our next segment. We have Andrew Colvin. I'm Gene with Chris. You're in the Paracast. You expect professional service from your doctor, your accountant, and even the girl who takes your morning coffee order. Why not from your domain registrar, too? Namecheap.com provides stellar service with no sneaky upselling. We offer more features and security options for your website than there are ways to order a latte. And new domains come with a WhoisGuard to protect your personal info. At Namecheap.com, you can get your domain for as low as $2.99. Now is a great time to get to know Namecheap.com. Neighbors, do you need to bring the final touches to your latest podcasts clean up the soundtrack of that holiday video mix together a few takes from your last jamming session process the audio files of the video game you're creating to sound just right but look no further whatever audio related task you're looking to perform amadeus pro is the tool for you it's the swiss army knife of sound editing go to hairersoft.com h-a-i-r-e-r soft.com Have you ever felt like the United States government knows way too much about your financial affairs? I continue to hear stories about property seizures, frozen bank accounts, confiscation of stocks and bonds. It makes me wonder if the U.S. citizen will ever again have the right to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Unfortunately, with the Drug and Money Laundering Act, the IRS Revenue Ruling 6045 of 1984, and the Trading with the Enemy Act and Franklin D. Roosevelt's Executive Order of 1933, some precious metal holdings are subject to government intervention. For this reason, Midas Resources has prepared a report explaining the boundaries of trading precious metals privately. Whether if you have any intention of trading with Midas Resources or not, I have instructed my representatives to give this report out free. Call for your free copy at 1-800-686-2237. When investing, always proceed with caution. Again, call 1-800-686-2237. Exercise your legal right to trade metals privately. 1-800-686-2237. The food storage industry leader has done it again. Introducing FDG Clubs and Survival Bucks from the Freeze-Dry Guy. For over 39 years, the Freeze-Dry Guy has served various government agencies and the private sector with the finest in storable foods and emergency rations. If you've wanted to build emergency food supplies but couldn't afford it, now you can. Go to freezedryguy.com, click on products, and look for the Freeze-Dry Guy Clubs to pay as you go. Now you can build food storage without going into debt. Choose from a payment range of $95 to $450 per month. Our clubs work with everyone's budget. Plus, when you join Freeze Dry Guy Clubs, you'll get additional rewards. For example, this month, get 10% back in survival bucks on all purchases in the Freeze Dry Guy product line, plus free shipping within the lower 48 states on any order amount. Hurry, go to freezedryguy.com or call 866-404-3663. That's freezedryguy.com or call 866-404-3663. The Freeze Dry Guy, the best you can buy. 
We all know that Berkey Water Purification Systems are the most trusted name in water filtration. As an authorized Berkey dealer for over six years and serving thousands of satisfied customers, the Berkey Guy offers amazing specials for Berkey Water Filtration Systems. The Berkey Light Systems include a set of self-sterilizing and recleanable black purification elements that purify water by removing chlorine, pathogenic bacteria, cysts and parasites to non-detectable levels and remove harmful chemicals such as herbicides and pesticides. Order the Berkey Light System today complete with two black Berkey elements for only $231 and the Berkey guy will ship your order free of charge. With the purchase of a Berkey light, the Berkey guy is also offering a set of fluoride and arsenic filters for only $39.99. That's over 30% off the retail price. Call the Berkey guy at 1-877-886-3653. That's 1-877-886-3653 or order online at goberkey.com. That's goberkey.com today. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And if you'd like to catch up on past episodes, we have hundreds of shows for you to download direct from theparacast.com. That's theparacast.com. Or check us out at iTunes. We're covering your questions, listeners. And the way you ask them is you go to forum.theparacast.com. And we have a thread or folder there called The Question Bank. When we know a guest is going to be on, we open a thread or topic where you can post your questions. And we try to ask them. And hopefully we'll get the answers you want. Chris was asking a question from one of our moderators, Langelo, about the timing of the Mothman sightings and the crash of the Silver Bridge. You want to expand on that question before we get the answer, Chris? Well, I think Mothman was actually seen over an extended period of time. There were a number of sightings, but uh, the ones that are, I think, most notorious are the ones from uh, late 66. So why do we have a connection? This is kind of what Angelo's point is, I think, is, is why... Uh, you know, John Keel and others have have so closely associated the collapse of that bridge with uh, these sightings. I know the answer, though. <laughs> but go ahead. Well, I I, I would I'd like to know the answer. I, I think it doesn't. Uh, it may be related to the corn stalk curse that somebody wanted to focus on that kind of aspect. Uh, I don't think there's a connection other than Mothman may have wanted again to show up in a spot that would that would link into other spots that might send a message a cosmic message of some kind for investigators to follow i don't think he did it i don't i think that it actually that that story that connection that someone made you know maybe a way to demonize mothman and focus on him instead of other reasons why the bridge may have come down particularly if there was something under the tnt area that made it that vibrated it and, and you see a lot of this in the media, demonizing Mothman. Uh, Lauren Coleman's actually, you know, claimed that Mothman at times has killed people. And it definitely implied that he'd killed people. And there's just no evidence for that stuff at all. Well, what about there's the a, supposed curse of the Mothman movie and these, uh, all these people that have supposedly died that were associated with the movie and, and other aspects of the case? Uh, do you, do you, how much do you know about that and would you care to comment? Well, Keel... Uh, you never know what editors have changed because I've never, there's only been 
I can't think of maybe one or two people that were on the bridge that were actual Mothman witnesses. I mean, and, and, and then somehow that got changed to some of the bridge victims and then many of the bridge victims, but you never hear their names. So there's no real proof that more than a couple of people on the bridge saw Mothman. How about the, the strange deaths of people involved in the production of the, uh, the movie? Yeah, that's odd. Okay, would you explain who died, who was in the movie? Obviously, we know that Richard Gere is still here. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, just over the years, um, since the movie's come out, every once in a while I see a post that, that's associating some strange death uh, with uh, some involvement in the Mothman uh, scenario, especially the, uh, the production of the movie that I think came out in, what, 2002, if I remember. Well, the only thing strange about it was, was that the director's wife sort of died with a head, something involving her head. I, I can't remember if it was a tumor or something. It's somewhat similar to the movie. But all those posts are coming from Lauren Coleman, who seems to have an, an interest in obituaries and death. And I, I, don't, I don't put much stock in it. Don't, I don't see the connection. Other well, the main stars people, are still here. Died. Obviously, Richard Gere is still here. And Laura Linney and Will Patton. He appears yeah. on that other TV show, Falling Skies. The director, Mark Pellington, is still here, I believe. Yeah. And well, I'm not sure. I'd have to go what, dig him up. But as far as Mothman goes, I mean, he was the first sighting I've heard of was 1961, and it was in over the Blaine Island plant where my dad worked, where I lived. Uh, and I met the guy last year at the Mothman Festival. He said he was passing papers and saw Mothman. So, you know, they, they started in the early 60s in the modern era. You know, you've got the, old, you've got the ancient stories of the Thunderbird and all that, but 61 and then continuing on, way you know up until today i've got people that saw mothman uh, last year the year before and 73 was a big year for sightings in the early 80s uh apparently was he was seen over the fukushima plant chernobyl uh night you know long and short of it is the tradition of equating mothman with the silver bridge is that a red herring i don't think in the way that they're doing it uh, yeah, it didn't end anything. It didn't. It, it it's just that there might be there might be a conspiracy involved with the bridge collapse, and Mothman may have appeared there to point at that. That's about it, as far as I can tell. Well, Angelo uh, seems to think that Mothman is easily explained away, and his last question is also the barn owl explanation is pretty spot on. Why do we need the Mothman when it's so easily explained away? Can we just consider it a work of fiction by Gray Barker and John Keel? Well, it's only explained away if you want to believe it's Barnow. <laughs> right. But if you, if you, all the people that have met Mothman, I haven't met one that said, "Oh, I saw Barnow." End of story. They've all said, "No, I saw this thing. It was half man, half bird, and it haunted my dreams for years, or it saved me, it saved my kids' lives." In one case. Uh, Mothman told this lady, or she got a feeling that from having experienced him, that carried on and gave her psychic powers, and she took her kids off the school bus, and her kids didn't get killed when the school bus crashed. I mean, there's lots of great stories where people feel like Mothman actually helped them. And there's a weird story that has not gotten any publicity that I recently found, where Barker, he names names, he says, these three boys from Leon, West Virginia, which is very near Point Pleasant, were hunting, and they trapped Mothman in a barn. They thought they had trapped him. They go in there. They see the Birdman. Uh, one of the lead guy has his gun trained on Mothman. 
suddenly he, he drops his gun, he goes into a trance, he gives Mothman his hunting jacket, which is just sent from his estranged father in Florida. He lays the jacket down in front of Mothman. Mothman changes into a boy, his own age, who's crying and is golden in color, and he's crying golden tears. And it's like Mothman projected into this boy's mind a vision of himself. His inner state was revealed to himself. And this is what the Garuda and Thunderbird do. You know, if, you, if you're a Thunderbird witness in the native lore, you become a shaman. You become a healer uh, who's going to be blessed with great wealth. You're going to be given insight, uh, psychic insight. And this is how it happens. It's like you, whether or not there's really a bird sitting there, or a bird man, who knows? But the human mind, the human mind is a strange thing. And you interpret it as a bird man, and then it can actually change into other, other things right before your eyes. What is that? I don't know, but it's a fascinating topic, and it seems to have a lot of uh, benefits and alchemical benefits, you might say, which would make it the kind of thing that, like the ET thesis, they would want to come up with an alternate story to keep you from knowing the truth about it. And that story is that Mothman is a demon uh, who causes bad things to happen. Wow, so there's some uh, pretty good uh, anecdotal uh, information that would suggest the opposite. Well, here's yeah. a, here's a, a couple of very interesting questions from a longtime poster on the on the forums. Have you I'll ever tell you what, to- Chris? Let's hold that question because we have to split and hear some very important messages. We're talking to Andrew Colvin. This is Gene and Chris. You're in the Paracast. The GCN Radio Network, providing the world with hard-hitting talk radio. GCN. Great talk radio starts here. Graphic Converter is the image manipulation tool for the rest of us. It does not use any database. You get full control of all your files. Want to view the images of a folder? Drag it into Graphic Converter, and a powerful browser opens up to show your image files. You could use it for slideshows. You could use it to import images from digital cameras or from scanners. Need to do some image editing? You can do that, too, in Graphic Converter. Also, print catalogs. Convert from so many formats, I can't even list them. Download now to see if Graphic Converter is good for you, like one and a half million other users. Guess what? You could save money when you buy Graphic Converter. Use the coupon code NIGHTOWL. Use the coupon code NIGHTOWL to get a special price for Graphic Converter. Go to LemkeSoft.com. That's L-E-M-K-E Soft.com. LemkeSoft.com. L-E-M-K-E Soft.com. Attention gardeners, this is an urgent GCN self-reliance update. GCN has just discovered a new bioactive superfood for garden plants, flowers, and herbs. It's called ProtoGrow, and it's so effective at producing rapid plant growth that it seems to almost force plants to grow like crazy under practically any soil and light conditions. Now, here's the best part for our listeners who garden for self-reliance. ProtoGrow's unique blend of sea nutrients maximizes mineral uptake and dramatically increases bloom set, creating maximum plant growth in minimum time. ProtoGrow works by providing geometric keys, which have the capacity to 
to actually unlock the genetic code for nutritional uptake in plants. Protogrow's full-spectrum plant fertility means fruits and vegetables with extraordinary taste and up to 10 times the nutritional value. And if you want to double or triple the potency of herbs or wheatgrass, you can. If you want to grow nutritionalized superfoods with non-hybrids, it's now easy. GCN listeners who want to grow dirt-cheap superfoods should visit the Protogrow website at growlikecrazy.com. That's www.growlikecrazy.com or call 877-327-0365. That's 877-327-0365. If you drive for a living, you don't get paid to stop or wait in line. Keep your wheels moving with prepass. Bypass way stations. Fly by port of entry facilities. Stay moving at highway speed while the guy without prepass waits in line. Save time, save money. Call 888-401-PASS to try prepass free. That's 888-401-PASS. Hi, I'm Mark Craighead, founder of Crossbreed Holsters. I designed our top-selling holster, the Super Tuck Deluxe, to solve the problems of being poked, pinched, and gouged while carrying concealed. The Super Tuck Deluxe is the most comfortable, most concealable holster on the market today. We offer a two-week free trial and a lifetime warranty. Visit us at crossbreedholsters.com. Don't forget, crossbreedholsters.com. You know that drinking pure, high-alkaline water is one of the most important factors in maintaining high energy and vibrant health. And most experts agree that the water you drink should be at a pH level of 8 or higher. AlkaVision Plasma pH Drops, available only at AlkaVision.com, combine a unique formula of most alkaline minerals available. AlkaVision Plasma pH Drops alkalize your water, ridding the body of harmful toxins and acid, helping you to regain your energy and health. Alkalizing your water by simply adding 10 drops of AlkaVision Plasma pH Drops helps the body to rid itself of acidic waste increases oxygen, and raises the pH of your body to optimal levels. And bacteria and viruses cannot survive in an alkaline high pH environment. Order your bottle of AlkaVision Plasma pH Drops for only $29.95 at AlkaVision.com. That's A-L-K-A-Vision.com. Or call 269-409-1776. 269-409-1776. Alkalize your body. Supercharge your health at AlkaVision.com. Hi, this is Ted Phillips listening to the Paracast, and it's as good as it gets, believe me. We're asking your questions, listeners, and getting answers from our guest, Andrew Colvin, on the Paracast. When we broke, we gave that inevitable cliffhanger we're so famous for in the Paracast. Chris, you're going to ask a question, a couple of questions. Uh, I've got I've got several here from uh, from one of our posters. Have you ever managed to find any further information on Mothman's supposed penchant for blood? And he mentions the blood collection vehicle chase incident. And uh, also, he also mentions the fact that some of uh, the female witnesses were menstruating at the time. Yeah, that's a good question. That is uh, that is a creepy possibility like what was that all about and I mean one thing it could be if keeping with uh, sometimes you know you you have a line of reasoning and you want it to be so so you kind of try to look for an explanation that will fit it and other than him being a vampire (laughs) I thought maybe uh, maybe the bloodmobile maybe the Red Cross if that was a Red Cross I think it was 
Red Cross has long been known as being a CIA front. So maybe that's hard. Excuse to me, the Red Cross <laughs> has long well, been known I, as a CIA me, front? Let me change it. It's not a CIA front. It's infiltrated. Let's put it that way. Um, and, uh, yeah, but relief organizations are often uh, infiltrated, like uh, uh, World Vision is, is you know, Hinkley, uh, Hinkley's dad, the guy that shot Reagan, his dad was president of World Vision. And there's tons right. of evidence uh, that they were involved in uh, things like Jonestown, maybe even. Jonestown, by the way, the people from Jonestown were also from my hometown, as was Charles Manson and Sarah Jane Moore, who both lived on my street. So there's a lot of spooky stuff going on uh, there that does tie into mind control ops, uh, strange things like this, you know, the SLA, which uh, Sarah Jane Moore was involved in, and assassinations, too, because uh, two of Manson's ladies, uh, Moore and Fromm, both tried to take out uh, Ford, which would have put Nelson Rockefeller in uh, the presidency. Squeaky. Uh, Sarah Jane was actually, you know, dated or was good friends with Manson when they were living together, uh, living uh, on Woodward Drive at the, in the, I guess it was, uh, whenever that was, the 40s or uh, during the war. The, the, the 50s, probably Korean War. I would think. And Manson is from your town, you mentioned, right? Yeah, he's from my street. And actually, I think he burned down from the your street even. I Man, think he I burned down the school. Was he ever hired to be down. your babysitter when you were a kid? What? I hope he wasn't hired to be a, your babysitter when you were a kid. Well, uh, no, but but uh, the Fisher family, who's friends with my uh, my mother's side uh, in West Virginia, knows uh, they took care of Manson when his mom was put in prison. And uh, I do think he probably burnt that school down where Mothman was seen so many times. I think that was Manson, because he later burned a school down in Indiana. My goodness, the plot gets thicker and thicker here. It's a crazy story. I keep telling people, you know, this is like, it's, this is bigger than bigger than Fatima, maybe. <laughs> it's just too bizarre. And that's what kept <laughs> me driving, it kept me going. It's just too many strange things. Um, it's, just, I, it's, it's the biggest story around, I think. Well, here's another interesting question from uh, Fascist Cardin. Uh, he's always, he always comes up with very insightful questions. And uh, he says, since the Point Pleasant Mothman sightings, well, actually, no, let me skip to this one. How contaminated is the so-called TNT area? And could possibly toxic materials be relate, related to sightings in the area, both through mutated wildlife possibly or contamination of the witnesses themselves that could have some sort of effect on their perceptions? It's a good question. Um, I think that's another one of those stories that's thrown out to distract people that there's a mutant, Mothman is a mutant animal because there's no evidence uh, scientifically that, that, that uh, radiation uh, causes or something like that would cause uh, a, um, a mammal or whatever to get bigger. It might, you know, it might deform it, but it's not, it's not going to make it be bigger and then fly around and, and uh, perhaps, and, and seemingly uh, uh, go against the laws of physics because there's no way that a creature, you know, six, seven foot tall man with wings that are only 10, you know, 
six feet on each side could fly. And he doesn't even flap his wings when he flies. Yeah, that's the strange part of it. There's never, I don't think it's ever been reported as flapping its wings. It's almost like they're, they're fixed wings. Yeah, it might, it, you know, it could be, if you want to look for a, a prosaic uh, explanation, it could be a hologram, but uh, I'm not sure that holograms were around in 1961 when, when we had our first uh, sighting. Well, has, speaking of holograms, has uh, this is another question um, from Fascist Cardin. Has Mothman ever been uh, photographed, or has anyone ever claimed, uh, besides the boys in the barn, to have him cornered or possibly even uh, near to capture? Well, the only one that seems credible, well, I don't, that one over the World Trade Center looks pretty, it looks like something, a Birdman or something like that, but... We haven't been able to find the photographer to really, you know, check to, to verify it. The picture that we have that my sister took from the 73 is the best thing we have so far. And it does look remarkably like Garuda masks and, and Thunderbird masks that I've found examples of since. And the way it came about was very odd. You know, I was just looking at a bunch of random photos that my sister had sent to me. And my son, who wasn't even three yet, points right to the window and says, Garuda. I don't think I'd ever mentioned Garuda to him. I've often joked that I thought he was like a reincarnated monk or something because of the way his birth happened and everything. I I used to be a Buddhist uh, priest for a short time. So, you know, that's something I can relate to or whatever. But I had this weird dream before he was born that he was a monk. In, a pre, in his previous life. And so maybe, you know, something came through him and he was led to say that. Something very odd happened there. And then we looked at that face in the window. I blew it up and and looked for examples of, of it. And sure enough, it does look very close to a Garuda, the face of a Garuda. It's all you can see is the face. And we've had about three different photos since then that have surfaced of you have of gray aliens and things looking in through the panes of windows, you know, almost as if uh, they they ran took that idea and ran with it. But mine was and just not not one. it's not paradelia. You're not just seeing uh, you know human human forms in uh, in in light and shadow. Or I, I, it, I it, you know it it could be that it definitely definitely could be that. But but the fact that my son said Garuda like that is very unusual. And uh, that is strange, especially for a three year old. Even just as a symbol, yeah, even just as a symbol, even if it is just light and shadow, I mean, everything is light and shadow that we're seeing, but you know, it's, it could be symbolically meaningful if it's not a real Garuda. But we, I, I can tell you that I had nightmares about that window all my life, and I would always be sticking my head out and seeing a Bigfoot. And finally, it changed into a dog uh, after in, when I was in my 30s. And then I was telling my sister about it, and she goes, well, I've had dreams of that same thing outside that same window. You would stick your head out and see a Bigfoot? How, how many times uh, did this happen? Oh, I, I, there's no telling how many times I dreamed about that. Many, many, many times. And my, it was like the scariest dream I could have, other than I had another one about a man in black coming up the stairs to, to the front door. And hmm. it's possible that my dad was murdered by a man in black, because of the way he died, uh, getting cancer at such a young age, and saying that he had been jabbed in the back in the middle of the night. Excuse me, this is 
Fascinating. Yeah. I'm sorry to even raise this subject because I yeah, realize well, it could be very painful for you. But having raised okay. the subject, let's leave the cliffhanger for our final segment because I think all our listeners want to know about this. The book is called The Mothman Speaks by Andrew Colvin. He's going to tell us in our final segment of the episode about the death of his dad and what might have been strange or mysterious about it. I'm Gene Steinberg. Chris O'Brien is the co-host. You're in the Paracast. America's number one source for independent talk radio for over a decade. We are the GCN Radio Network. So here's what happened. I was placing an order online. The site went down. It just stopped responding. It took hours before it returned, but I had already placed the order with another company. If your site goes down, you could lose business. And if you have a business or personal site, you'll want to know it's easy to run and it will stay online. At iWeb, your site is hosted on one of the most reliable networks in the world. Check it out. iWeb.com. That's iWeb.com. For 58 years, Fate has provided true reports of the strange and unknown. Fate brings you the latest in all aspects of the paranormal, like angels and miracles, psychic phenomena, ghosts, UFOs, and much, much more. To receive your complimentary Fate magazine, call now at 1-800-728-2730 or visit their website at www.fatemag.com. That's 1-800-728-2730. What are you waiting for? Your fate awaits. Big Berkey water filters are in high demand. Storable foods are also in high demand. BigBerkeyWaterFilters.com has always kept our focus on the Berkey water filter products. But increasingly, our customers have been asking for storable foods. After months of research, BigBerkeyWaterFilters.com now offers great-tasting, long-lasting, storable foods. These ready-to-eat meals are packed in airtight nitrogen pouches. All you do is just add water. And because they're sealed so well, they come with a 25-year shelf life. Combine our Berkey water filters, which are powerful enough to purify treated, untreated, or even stagnant pond water with our storable foods, and you have a winning combination. Remember, we offer free shipping on every order over $50, and GCN listeners receive 5% off all ceramic filter systems. Visit BigBerkeyWaterFilters.com or call 877-99-BERKEY. That's BigBerkeyWaterFilters.com or call 877-99-BERKEY today. Already 2011 is a record-breaking year for disasters. Are you prepared? Your family is your most precious asset. Could you feed them in case of emergency, food shortage, or job loss? At eFoods, we offer delicious ready-made meals. Cheesy chicken and rice casserole, beef stroganoff, chili with dumplings. With the longest storable shelf life and easily prepared in minutes by simply adding to boiling water. Get your six free meals by just paying a small shipping fee. Call 800-409-5633 or eFoods.com direct.com slash alex stored in sturdy containers to grab and go in an emergency emergency food at guaranteed lowest prices call 800-409-5633 or efoodsdirect.com slash alex order your six free meals now and get free shipping on all other orders hearty affordable food try it for flavor buy it for life Call 800-409-5633 or efoodsdirect.com slash alex. Get your six free meals shipped today. You can't argue with success. And many people have found great success in fighting back colds and flu viruses with Ali C, the world's best garlic extract. 
So now, it's time to get even more success with the other great quality natural products from Affinity Health Products. Like Sea Energy Liquid Vitamins, Lose and Snooze, and the One Day Diet. Or Human Growth Hormone Support, Menopause Specialist for Women, and Joint Specialist. See these and many other quality Affinity Health Products for men and women online at AffinityHealthProducts.com. That's A-F-F-I-N-I-T-Y HealthProducts.com. Or call in your orders at 877-888-7126. That's 1-877-888-7126. Trust your health to the makers of Alley C, the world's best garlic extract. Affinity Health Products, the finest and most innovative natural health products available. This is Jacques Vallée, and you're listening to the podcast the gold standard of paranormal radio. This is the cliffhanger I hate to have left with the show with Andrew Colvin, with Gene and Chris in the Paracast. So tell me this story, Andrew. Well, he worked at Carbide, and uh, he had they were having a strike around the time of Mothman. And I think some inter- enemies were made. Um, I, he was Italian. He was from New York. He wasn't from West Virginia. He was a, an outsider. He, they called him, you know, WAP and things. And um, so I think, and and it's possible. You know, it's possible he was uh, working for Disc himself. I don't know. He was Navy. He worked. Uh, he was a, a Navy jet mechanic, like Jack Ruby had been. He was on the ship, the Roosevelt, which later sighted UFOs in 1952. He was in Norfolk during the Philadelphia experiment. He was working at the National Bureau of Standards, which today is the Harry Diamond Labs, which does, you know, exotic uh, satellite uh, craft type of work, lasers, that sort of thing. And the you laser. open about seven questions here in every <laughs> response. Does he have any personal? Did he have any personal knowledge? of the Philadelphia experiment reputed to involve tests of invisibility in World War II? He was very, I didn't even know to ask him that question until oh, okay. after he was dead and my mom remarried, the, the, my stepdad said, well, we've been seeing guys running on fire and disappearing at the DuPont plant, which is where he worked. And I'm like, well, that sounds like a ghost or something. And he goes, well, we don't know what it was, but he was terrified and he'd seen it, he'd seen it more than once. And I talked to other men there because I worked there one year, summer job, whatever, and other guys had seen it. And I was interested in ghost stories, so I took note of that. And then later I found out that this is what was supposed to have happened to Philadelphia Experiment veterans, that they would catch on fire and disappear. Now, it could be that they were just being shot with lasers. Uh, testing of uh, laser guns was supposed to have started uh, in the late 60s. So maybe they were taking out labor troublemakers you know, and again, I don't know if my dad was actually, I know he was in the union, I know he seemed to be an activist, I don't know if he was infiltrating on behalf of the government or not, but he appeared to be an activist, and it could be that that they wanted to take him out, and they may have used what Jack Ruby said was being used, that, that he had been stuck with a, a cancer needle. And this is the whole backstory to the Judith Baker angles on the JFK case, which is that Oswald was infiltrating that she had actually worked on militarizing, weaponizing cancer to be used on Castro. But then the plotters 
turned it around and used it against all the JFK witnesses. So a lot of those died with, of cancer after the assassination. So we can inject cancer like a poison. You just simply take the cancer substance injected, and in a short period of time, you're dead. Yes. There was a needle sticking out of our car uh, driver's seat. Or there was a, a wire, like a, the spring had, had stuck up through the seat. And I, and I sat in there, and it stuck me oh. after my dad uh, maybe had died. I can't remember the exact date. But I later was diagnosed with something very similar to leukemia. I had very high white blood cell uh, count when I was 17. So after a few years, uh, it had developed into something. But I you know, survived. But I think he was probably stuck on the leg. Uh, this is, I've heard in other places that this is you know, what they would do. They would put a needle in your seat of your car so no one would ever suspect. And my dad did have his first tumor on the inside of his leg, right there where you sit. And then after they took that one out, he uh, was jab- He in the middle of the night said he'd been jabbed, felt like he'd been jabbed in the back, and then he got a tumor there and died. So, um, well, of course, you can't prove this. Unfortunately, you can't find out who murdered your father. Right, but the timing of it does seem to co- uh, coincide with Nixon's uh, opening up the bioweapons lab at Fort Detrick, which was seventy-one or maybe 70, but you know, so right around that same time that the military started doing this. Uh, well, the Army, Chemical Corps had been, the Army Chemical Corps had been working in that facility for decades at that point, good old Sidney Gottlieb and, and his crew. This, we're going to have to have you back, Andrew. This is, uh, I mean, we've opened up enough material here to follow up on a number of shows. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I must say I'm... I'm a little bit uh, kind of pushed back in my seat here by a lot of what I've been hearing. And <laughs> there's just too much of it uh, piling, uh, you know, one coincidence on top of another synchronistically to, uh, to just discount it all as, as the musings of someone that's looking for connections where they don't uh, belong. I, this is absolutely fascinating. And uh, I want to thank you again for being on the show. I can't wait to have you back so we can dive more fully into some of these uh, areas that you've... <laughs> that you've uh, kind of taken the lid off of. Yeah, that's why the books are like 500 pages each. <laughs> it's like so much uh, right. stuff to cover. Well, I've got one last question, and you did mention uh, an interesting photograph taken, I guess, over the World Trade Center. And uh, I have one last question. That is, Mothman sightings uh, have been considered by some as an omen because of the Silver Bridge collapse. Has this creature or something similar been seen before other catastrophes in other locations around the world? And if so, when? You mentioned Fukushima. Now, I, I wasn't aware that a flying humanoid type was seen, uh, you know, in that uh, particular scenario. Yeah, yeah, and Chernobyl as well. And I and, and who knows if those are real or made up? But I can. But nobody's come forward to take to try to take advantage of those stories. They're out there. They've been printed, but nobody's. Trying going on the lecture circuit to take advantage of it, so it makes you wonder why would why would somebody make it up and then not do anything with it? So it makes me kind of think that they're actually real. Uh, and also at the nine one one thing, uh, or the uh, there's other people that saw them up at a nine one one too. So it it makes you wonder that they might not be real real sightings. And and I think Mothman probably does have a particular interest in nuclear stuff because the Garuda. He traditionally carries Vishnu on his back, Vishnu the preserver of the world. So if you believe in this ancient uh, stuff, that would nuclear devastation would be a primary 
a primary uh, uh, thing that a, a archetypal protector being would want to keep us abreast of and make us warn us about because that's probably the most dangerous thing we've got going right now i think nuclear there's there's probably stuff falling here in seattle right now that's uh hot particles are definitely uh i think you're if you live in seattle you're breathing in about five per day oh my goodness five, uh, hot particles of uh radioactive material well, of course, the name Union Carbide, you, you automatically remember the, the horrific Bhopal incident. And I wonder if there have been, if there were any Garuda sightings uh, around the, uh, the Union Carbide disaster in Bhopal, India. I haven't heard of any, but you'd think that uh, if it was the Garuda, that there would be some out there. That's an interesting angle I've never really uh, looked into. I do know that recently we've heard that Michelle Obama worked for the law firm that tried to, uh, that, that represented Carbide in that case. Oh and really? Obama, Obama obviously has um, is beholden to the nuclear power industry to some degree. Uh, I haven't really gotten into that too much and studied up on it, but I've heard from their, you know different sources that he is, um, you know, really pro nuclear, and that's not a good thing. I I don't see how this can go anywhere good uh, with these plants that are deteriorating and are, and can be inundated by floods because they're all located, you know, next to rivers and, uh, with dams upstream and on coastlines where you can tsunami can come in. I mean, it's just crazy. Yeah. What Certainly what they learned in Japan to their detriment. We don't hear too much about what's going on with that nuclear plant. You know, it, got yeah. buried on page 400 of the newspapers and they have like yeah. 200 pages. So you never see it. And it's all blowing our way. That's the thing. Uh huh. Well, now they're burning all the uh, the radioactive material, which is throwing all this stuff uh, high up into the atmosphere. I'll tell you what. Before the network goes high up into the atmosphere and says, "Get off now," Andrew Colvin, tell our listeners <laughs> where they can find more of the things you do. Uh, again, uh, fourteenswest dot com and Facebook. If you look for the uh, for the for the golden wing spread uh, emblem. Uh, that's me. There's a lot of Andy Colvins, but I'm the one that looks like a birdman. Um, also at Mothman911 at Gmail, and that's just Mothman911 with no, uh, no what do you call that, slash, without the okay. slash. Okay, without the slash. Chris O'Brien, by the way, has OurStrangePlanet.com, and he's also promoting that new documentary of many, many DVDs, about people talking about UFO disclosure, check it out, OurStrangePlanet.com. From me and Chris to Andrew Colvin, thanks for joining us this week on the Paracast. Thanks for having me, guys. It was great. The Paracast, featuring Gene Steinberg and Christopher O'Brien, is a copyrighted presentation of Making the Impossible Incorporated. Tune in next week for a new adventure in The Paracast.